0: Hi, I would like to begin this episode by wishing you a happy new year, and also by thanking the following people, David Poole, Patrick Clark, Florian Safetel, K.E. Keith, and Kai Zestritsky. All of these people have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us a couple of bucks a month. It really does help us out. Thank you to them, and thank you to you if you consider going. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv.
1: (laughs)
2: My name is Gary Butterfield.
0: My name is Cole Ross.
2: And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast.
0: And this week, the first episode of 2021, we are talking about Return of the Obra Din, which is a mystery game developed by Lucas Pope and published by 3909 for the PC in 2018.
2: Daughters, lock up your fathers. There's tall ships about... (laughs) A tall ship?
1: Ringing
0: mass?
2: Oh, Starboard. This is a very early time to tangent thing, but okay. I just did something and I, I, I can't not have it in my head. No,
0: no, it's fine.
2: We're recording this after Christmas. Right. And I watched a little bit of uh Disney Christmas Carol. How long has it been since you've seen like Mickey Mouse in a thing, like a classic thing?
0: I mean, probably like, I don't know, some substitute teacher had us watch Fantasia in band class, maybe?
2: He is so so for such a character that's so like iconic and loved. Uh-huh. He's got the weirdest most nervous like joker energy. Like I don't know nobody ever points out that Mickey Mouse is constantly going oh, oh, like just <laughs> constantly doing this like nervous giggle and it's really unnerving. Yeah. Like yeah, we can do that. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> very fucking. He's like one of the the weasels from Roger Rabbit or some shit.
0: He's uh, just, just just, just like, constantly trying kinda... to laugh off guilt. Like yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, like like he's like he's very online. Like he's just <laughs> constantly saying lol. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that guy fucking so what you sucks. Say that. I was over there. I was nowhere <laughs> <laughs> near that. <laughs> yeah. What if we did this? I was kidding. Huh. <laughs> you know, like that. That's the energy that Mickey Mouse has, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like for being so iconic, I'm like the is a nervous twerp. Yeah um yeah uh speaking of nervous twerps and tall ships okay um this is uh the Oberdin and this um, episode <laughs> not not a nervous twerp no nope. it's david yeah who executive produced this who may be nervous but mm-hmm. is certainly no twerp
0: no no uh david got us to play this very good game yeah um, this is cool i love this this is uh, uh, this is like in a space outlaw it feels like it was made for me um mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah and i also want to throw a thanks out to uh to carla who bought me my copy a
2: while back so classic carlo
0: classic carlo yeah, yeah. Carlo's um, awesome. but thanks david uh you know this game falls under the kind of category of stuff that i knew we would eventually do for the show i mean especially after we did paper's place right um, yeah 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 and so like waiting 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 for it to come up and then finally being able to sink my teeth into it um
2: yeah yeah, yeah. it was for me i was like basically waiting for the switch port and then once the switch port came i it was in the same holding pattern you were. Nice. I knew I wanted to play this on Switch, even though it turns out that's not actually the best way to play it. Um, uh, which I had no idea. No.
0: Oh. Uh, what's yeah. different about the Switch port? I mean, just aside oh. from like not being at a computer where you can take notes on a desk and stuff. It's exactly that. Exactly that. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's, ex- it's exactly that. It is a lame game to play in bed because <laughs> uh, I found having uh, the map of the ship and having uh, the the illustration. Yeah. open just on my computer screen at the same time mm-hmm. was hugely helpful yeah um you know this is this is a, a a note game yeah um this is gonna be very spoilery uh thing but it's also going to be a thing where like you know I, I mentioned this in the green room like we're gonna be talking about the method of this game more <laughs> than the individual like we will talk about the individual solutions yeah but there are 60 of them like mm-hmm. it'd be like us covering a textbook and we covered how to do every math problem Right. We're not gonna do that. No. Uh we're gonna talk about math mm-hmm. instead.
0: Yes. Um, because everything about this, you know, you do see the events of what happened on the ship, but what you are concerning yourself with are the very smallest details and the inferences that you can draw from them.
2: Yes. Uh and with with a degree of kind of trial and error and guesswork. Like I haven't talked to anybody who hasn't done some real, you know, shots in the dark. Mm-hmm uh on this game and that's kind of a feature. It's yeah. not a bug. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it is a part of the game. But we are gonna be spoiling it. Um and it's recommended. Like I think I am, you know, three degrees cooler on this than you, mm-hmm. uh, even though I liked it a lot. Yeah. Like games in this genre, I think I like Hypnospace more mm-hmm. and I think I like Papers Please more. And the difference is I think both of those games have like kind of more heart. Yeah. And thematic power, like this is, it feels very thematically neutral, mm-hmm. while still very cool and fun to play. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's proving a point the same way Papers Please did.
0: Yeah, this today. does not have much of a message to it, like Papers Please no.
2: does. The message is don't join the navy, <laughs> the, the, like which is a good message. Yeah, <laughs> like don't get me wrong, that shit fucking sucks. But I, I mean, uh, also
0: don't go know? on a boat.
2: <laughs> yeah, no boat, no tall ships, dads. Yeah. Stay away. Don't, don't let your babies grow up to be orphans. No tall ships. <laughs> or, or don't let them grow up to be orphans or or men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Either or either or men. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the uh this is something I, I really really liked. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about those individual like parts where I think it like absolutely sings as loud as any other game. Yeah, and then yeah. parts where it's a little bit like rah, <laughs> uh, filled with some crancacules.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um
2: uh, in this you play as an insurance investigator. Kids, uh, for the East India Company in 1803, and you were sent to determine the fates that befell the uh, sailors and uh, passengers aboard the Orbradin, a ghost ship that returned to a harbor empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you don't know what a ghost ship is, uh, it just means it came back empty. Yes, for the longest time, I thought a ghost ship had to have ghost on it,
0: thought it had um, to be a uh, like a <laughs> Scooby Doo thing, it, you know, emerges yeah. in the fog, has some rubber skeletons on it. No, no, mm-hmm. it's like an actual thing, like the tides, like you know bring it to shore and it's empty yeah yeah
2: it's real it's like mm-hmm. the thing that has happened and yeah. and will probably continue to happen
0: well i mean as long as there's water
2: yeah yeah which you know <laughs> we got a couple of years left
0: <laughs> yeah. um oh uh, so as this uh insurance uh investigator you're not just walking around with your noggin you have uh you have a couple of toys with you uh first off you have this catalog Uh, where Mm -hmm. you go and you input the solutions to the puzzles this is where you have to document every single person's fate um, on the ship including their identity uh, the way they died and who or what killed them if applicable
2: and if they died yes so not every everybody dies this is not just murder it's it's Mm -hmm. fate very specifically yes Um, and then the the most important tool you have for this and kind of the uh the core mechanic uh of the game really is a magical pocket watch mm-hmm. um much like a robert rodriguez children's film <laughs> this is about somebody who gets a magical pocket watch in the mail what um why is it, why is robert rodriguez stuff so in the zeitgeist right now i don't know because everybody's going shark boy and lava girl crazy
0: yeah i don't know i don't know if that's just it's an, the an editorial decision that, that polygon made but yeah i don't know it's just you're oh. seeing it and i don't know why
2: I also don't know why.
0: And also that's like uh, one of the first kids movies that came out after I was too young for after I was too old for it. So all of a sudden people who are younger to, than me are having nostalgia for things that I don't that I don't care it's about. It's a very
2: special feeling when you first see the, like the first like kid commercial for a mm-hmm. movie that's like you're just like this looks lame. Yeah. You know, uh, the <laughs> stuff I liked was not lame. Yeah. Um so this magical pocket watch uh what this allows you to do is when you find a corpse um, you can use this, uh, pocket watch to go into, get a little audio play mm-hmm. of the moments before their death, see a still frame of the moments between their death. And then also within that scene, mm-hmm. uh, where you're walking around the still frame, you can find other corpses, people who are already dead and go further back. Yes. Uh, so it is like, you know, corpses within corpses within corpses.
0: Yeah. It's like a, uh, turducken.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Which is just corpses within corpses. I thought I, th- I thought I would make a <laughs> yes, joke out of that, but then I just <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: A cordon blue, the alternate <laughs> corpse within a corpse.
0: <laughs> uh, is uh, it a, 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 a chief Wellington? I don't know.
2: Uh, something like <laughs> that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm the chief of the boat. Look at me, I'm the captain. Yeah. I've got no idea. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can go into these uh, into these layers. Oftentimes, you are seeing things um, in reverse chronological order. Everything is done mm-hmm. out of order. Um, in this. Yes. And I love exploring these dioramas, you know, everything, oh,
2: yeah. incredible,
0: <laughs> everything is, you know, like there, there's, there's no animation. Like you're not seeing, um, individual people like moving or stuff. Everything is conveyed in the pose, in the props and in the set. Um, and even the, uh, the, the, the facial expressions and stuff. And this is primarily, you know, a major part of what you're going to be paying attention to in order to deduce these identities.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's important to to note uh, all of these. You can revisit them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to and you are there for the length of a song. Uh, mm-hmm. They they play a song for you. I do wish that you could leave early. Like there are some of them that are simpler. Yes. Um, you know, and I do wish that I could just click on somebody and go to their death.
0: Yeah. Um, specifically, you're of, you're there yeah. for the length of the song the first time that you go to them, um, yes. and then it'll flash when you revisit them. You just uh, you can you just walk around. Door. Yeah. Uh, I also wish um, it was easier to revisit particular memories. I wish I didn't have to walk too physically where the body was. I wish there was just a, a shortcut from within the, uh, within the catalog, especially as you are like tracking down somebody's fate chronologically.
2: I, I wish that very hard. Yes. Um. I, uh, it's a very conscious decision mm-hmm. uh, by Lucas Pope not to do that. He originally had a version of that, but he did not like the idea of traveling through time through a menu. He said it felt too gamey. Yeah. Um, I would not have cared. Yep. Uh, I would have much preferred that because, you know, this is a thing where, like, this is getting ahead a little bit, but this is a game of fits and starts, or at least it was for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, periods of being a little blocked and kind of like looking at my notes Mm -hmm. and then periods of having one breakthrough that cascaded to other breakthroughs
1: Yeah, and and...
2: having that excitement of checking those like further dependent breakthroughs, Mm -hmm. having the friction of me like remembering where that corpse was and finding them on my map and stuff Mm -hmm. was a little bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah. Eventually you get familiar and you can say like, Oh, I want to go to this scene. I know it's this guy on these stairs or I know it's this thing that's hanging outside the window, stuff like that. But that's not until much later um after you have already dealt with a lot
2: of that friction and even then i wouldn't want to I didn't, i'm not really getting anything out of walking yeah, yeah. you know so the, again i'm not trying to nitpick it's just mm-hmm. like a it would it would have been cool
0: it's a thing that i found that i found myself wishing for several times especially because you know after you discover all of the bodies what you are left with is this massive logic puzzle right some people call this like a Sudoku. Uh, I liken it more to Picross because like intuition and guesswork uh, factors more into it, and you are making guesses based on like the overall appearance of things. But like navigating that, you know, I would like to have seen that logic grid laid bare more than it actually is, and being you know needing yeah. to walk around to it was a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of a stumbling point for me.
2: Yeah. And just to, to real basics, because there will there will be people who use this as like a service episode who are never mm-hmm. going to play this. When we say a Sudoku or a Picross or a logic puzzle, um, you know, we see the guy, we don't know his name. We don't know how he died.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we see him die. So we can be like, OK, he was killed. Who is he? Um, mm-hmm. Well, we have a list of people. Yep. In the crew, a crew roster, which is in our book, that's incredibly useful. Yeah, and this says names, positions, and uh, names, positions, and nationalities. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at them in the memory, we might say, "Okay, this guy spoke with a uh, you know an English accent. He's dressed like a steward. You know, the, like this other guy who I know is a steward. Mm-hmm. So he's probably a steward. That narrows it down. Two of my stewards are already identified. This is probably a, this guy. Yes. So that's what we mean by you know using that kind of mind sweeper." Mm -hmm. sudoku picross logic
0: yeah you you know Um, like a lot of this is a process of elimination and it is accomplished by kind of subdividing the entire crew up into you know these different categories nationalities positions stuff like that um in addition to the roster you also have a diagram of the ship um which not only Mm -hmm. tells you you know where you are um and it will show you like <laughs> your position in relation to the corpse that you're looking for but um it's like a blueprint so it'll show like this bunk is where the seamen uh, slept this bunk is where mm-hmm. the where the where the um midshipmen uh, slept this is the carpenter's office etc um and you can use those positions at certain points you know like when people are working or when people are sleeping to put them um into a role if you're not able to discern it um yeah Additionally, like people of uh, particular nationalities who speak a particular language tend to bunk together and spend more time together. I mean, kind of, or just like, I don't know, I would tend to hang around with people whose
2: language I understand. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that, that's a yeah that's but okay uh <laughs> but coming like, out strong for anti-diversity for 2021 but it's okay <laughs> that's a new look i'm trying out
0: yeah no <laughs> like, but you, you, yeah. You, you can just tell that like oh all of these guys over here are playing cards one you know i saw one of them speaking russian in another scene it's probably a fair bet to say that like this is you know these guys are the russians and they're playing cards where they sleep so this must be their yeah. their, their buck stuff like that
2: yeah and the, the again, I'm just getting my nitpicks out because I really like this game. Mm-hmm. When we when I started doing bunk stuff, was my nadir of this. Oh wow! Um, I found that frustrating. Um, I didn't feel clever for finding it, and it mm. felt like the game was just kind of telling me oh Uh, so when i was looking at bunk numbers i did not like that it was nice because i was filling stuff off of a list Mm -hmm. but i did not feel like i was doing a fun and meaningful puzzle
0: i liked that stuff Uh, so much man (laughs) really yeah that's when i started like going up to my whiteboard and like writing down the the, like the numbers and like sectioning them off and having like the the names on cards and moving them around from place to place this is you know that this is who is here uh like drawing up little diagrams of their shoes and stuff um it's a that's yep. when
2: it became the most like just like a Sudoku. And that could oh, yeah. be like the difference that mm-hmm. we have. But that, that to me, like I was way into like the way this kind of gives you information. Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways to do it. And there there's like for me, you know, and Emily, I'm, I'm not speaking objectively. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. For my experience in my brain, there was a continuum of how satisfying and how clever that made me feel. Yeah. And the most clever I felt was when it was like, oh, like, uh, You know, this dude mentioned a brother who has to, you know, or this person, this lady's name is Miss. Yeah. So that must mean she's married. Mm -hmm. And then looking at the scene and seeing a wedding ring. Yeah. That was really cool. Just like the fact that they gave everybody a bunk scene where Mm -hmm. they're just numbered felt a little bit like. We have to come up with 60 ways for people to be identified. <laughs> 60 is a big ass number. Yeah. Like sometimes so, they just have to be numbered.
0: For for I mean, so for me, I felt exceptionally clever because you look at those early memories and it says like, oh, 24 other people were present. And it's like, okay, uh, but it's it's useless because I can't see I can't see their faces. They're obviously in the bunks, but then I noticed the tags, then I noticed the shoes, then I noticed some of the personal effects, like the weapons and stuff. I felt mm. I felt very clever for noticing that what seemed like noise was actually very meaningful information that unlocked a huge swath of identities for me.
2: It, it does give you a really big chunk. Yes. You know, so in terms of usefulness of advancing, you know, the, the mm-hmm. your progress, it's like really, really huge. Yeah. You know, um, I just I, I, th- I think that like, again, not nitpick because mm-hmm. I like this game, but I wish that there was a different way that they had done that and i don't know how you would have done that Mm -hmm. like rather than just having numbers
0: there are certain crewmen who are just more consequential and like it's not even just by their rank like um there's a crewman named brennan who's one of the first people that you see die um and because of the way the game is structured it means he's one of the people who survives the longest like you end up noticing him in a bunch of different scenes because he's just more active but even beyond Mm -hmm. that like the when you start noticing that like uh officers tend to be involved in more stuff um and mm-hmm. are often like called out by name and stuff like that because there are kind of rank and file people who suffer kind of anonymous and um let's say ignominious deaths <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like in yeah, the, in the unfortunate struggle of uh of, uh, of what happens here And if there is, um, you know, one message that I took away from this because of the way that this game ends, um, one of the things that you get is the insurance assessment is just how how expendable and how cheap these people's lives are compared to the uh, compared to the cargo they were carrying in the ship. You
2: know, like oh, yeah, uh, the payout yeah.
0: was like twenty five pounds versus the you know, and you know.
2: somebody murders like six people and their estate gets fined seventy five pounds. Yeah, you know that kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it a, a big bummer. Mm-hmm. So, like um,
0: that—that th- th- is a consequence of kind of the sort that is happening here. Uh, at least it was yeah. for me, as I looked at it.
2: I th- I'm sure that there is like a psychographic in terms of ways people learn mm-hmm. that is that is at work here like, you know, like different, uh, different Mm brainedness, like that. That's not a word, but hopefully that makes sense where like, it is very, you know, like word puzzles to me make tons of sense. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, Oh, this is a, uh, you know, fathers and, you know, brothers and sisters have I none, but that man's father is my father's son. Like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing works for me really well. Whereas things that are more, uh, just kind of like pure logic without relation or kind of story to it. Like the thing that, that ended up making me unlock these things was figuring out the story of these people.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. had to
2: have kind of the story, not just like, mm-hmm. Oh, I know X and Y I, it wasn't, I couldn't just do like, guess who about yeah. him? Like I always needed a little bit more than guess who. And I, th- yeah. I think that's just how, like, I don't think I'm a dumb person, but I think that my, uh, you know, I have a, a, a certain kind of, puzzle that i am more suited to
0: yeah different information types what i admired about this and what kind of made this a little bit more, you know kind of a smorgasbord for me and just the way that i appreciate that, that i approach those stuff is it was a really good mix of the of those kind of relational the you know the the, the story-based identity like you know there's a certain chapter where a mutiny is about right and mm-hmm. like that is a really fun chapter for um for for that kind of mystery solving right yeah, yeah. Um, but the translator then, yeah yeah the, the, like that, the, the, that beat is
2: so cool like it's it so good you know, yeah Yeah,
0: yeah, but like like it's it's a good mixture of that. It's a good mixture of, you know, the raw kind of like logic grid kind of stuff. And then also like these leaps of intuition. You know, I talk about this a lot um, in the Disco Elysium episode and other times when we talk about like pure mystery kind of games where, uh, you know, a game that can activate intuition like that is really valuable and rare. And this gets that here where Mm -hmm. you don't know how you know something, but you have a pretty good gut feeling. And I'm going to put this here and to have that confirmed to be right is really um satisfying right
2: yeah yeah and and sometimes it is intuition sometimes it is a guess and mm-hmm. there's a beautifulness in that you don't really know like there is a confirmation bias that will come when you're guessing between three different possibilities and get it right yeah you know not you specifically but i mean in, in terms of the game mm-hmm. but the feeling is is valuable no matter what yeah Of like, oh, yeah, I I just kind of knew that on some level. And like, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because the game is actually made to not be so airtight Mm -hmm. um, to allow for that kind of thing. And it does that in a couple different ways, which we'll talk about later. Yes. um, As well. Um, Another really useful tool in addition to uh, the diagram of the ship is artist sketches. Um, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is showing a very specific scene that you later get to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just an unbelievably cool moment. Like when I realized <laughs> like, Oh, actually I'm, I'm in that. Yeah. And I should have guessed because somebody dies in the, the sketch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <you laughs> know, I guess like I'll, I'll be here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
2: but this is really huge. Like it shows you, uh, what people are hanging out next to you know, each other, like where are the kind of clicks are yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. which is very useful. Um, and then this is how you do your guess who identification. Yes. Um, you move a little uh, cursor around this thing and on people's faces. And if they're still blurred, the game doesn't think you have enough information.
0: Yeah. To guess. Um, you still can. Right.
2: Uh, but the game warns you off it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if their face is unblurred, the game is like, listen, you have enough info,
0: which is funny because so many faces were unblurred. Now it's like, I don't know what you think I know based on what i
2: saw (laughs) well there's a there's a really a couple like pretty you know shoddily you know explained mechanics in this and Mm -hmm. the intuition rating is one of them yes you know this is jumping ahead but this was a thing where i had a bunch of faces on blurred and i was like what the fuck do you want from me and then (laughs) i ended up reading online like i didn't see this in game i didn't get the in-game tutorial for this until like more than halfway through the game that uh the faces will have little triangles above them Mm -hmm. that's how hard the game thinks it will be. So if like it's three triangles, Hey, you could technically get this, but like, don't be so hard on yourself if you can't. Right. And then one triangle triangle, which is like, this is what you should be chewing on now. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So once I found all the bodies, I went for the one triangle ones first to like, get the low hanging fruit um, knocked out. Uh, yep. Which which ended up being a pretty viable way to uh, to make those three stars a little bit uh, or three triangle ones a little bit easier because uh, you have a smaller possibility space.
2: Yeah, literally, uh, I think I think the mechanics behind the triangles are just like which memories you've seen and which you know subjects you've eliminated. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's just like oh, you know. The, the game knows this is one of the the Irishmen, or what have you, mm-hmm. just for an example, and there are four Irishmen. If you do uh, two one-triangle ones they are Irishmen, and now you have two Irishmen left, that mm-hmm. will take a, a two-triangle Irishman and make it a one-triangle Irishman. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I never noticed them Video changing, games. but I could see that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Uh so as you find bodies on the ship um or within in, within memories uh they are added to individual chapters. This game is divided into 10 chapters and each chapter is um divided into parts. Um and each part is a set of facing pages in the uh and the book. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So like we said, you hear the audio play uh and you go into uh the diorama. Uh, You can explore, you can see who is around, and after you have seen um, the scene, uh, the game Mm -hmm. will go into that particular part, add the ID card for the person or persons who died, um, and uh, then you can also view a transcript of what was said, including translations of any foreign Mm -hmm. language that are there. You can see where the corpse is found on a map, and you can also see um, uh, a view of who was at the scene, who was also present.
2: Well, and very specifically, something I didn't notice until a couple... Uh, scenes in Mm -hmm. you get marked which uh which audio came from the the corpse
0: yes there'll be an x next to the line of the person who is who had died
2: yes and and that seems like it'd be obvious because it's like you see somebody stabbed and the dialogue is like ah, i've been stabbed (laughs) but uh, a lot of bad things happen on the ship. So in many <laughs> scenes, there are many people being many stabbed. Yes. They they yeah.
0: could have been stabbed or shot or hurt in one memory and not died until, uh, you know, three later. Right. Yeah. And noticing that is actually really important because seeing who inflicted the wound is necessary for getting their fate mm-hmm. pinned. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's not just that somebody got murdered and how it's who mm-hmm. as well. Um, so when you, uh, are in a corpse, in a memory, a corpse memory, and there is another dead person in that memory, Mm -hmm. uh, your pocket watch will shake. Um, this again, while I'm nitpicking just a little bit, I think Mm -hmm. that this is a little clumsy where you click it, go to it and then teleport back to you were and then walk to it. Yeah. (laughs) Like you had to go to it twice and it's very strange Mm -hmm. to me. One time you just had to walk to a glowing thing and the other time you follow a ghost that takes like a circuitous route. Yeah, um, wishbone or like what it looks. It's like one of those kind of things. I don't know like
0: uh, what is informing the route that the that the thing takes. I, I whimsy. Got
2: this. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's pure whimsy. Like it, it does all these looped loops and shit. It's fucking. Like <laughs> yeah. It's playing nights into dreams. <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Like, I just really wanted it to go as the crow flow flu. Cause it's like, again, I didn't want this friction. Uh-huh. I was on an intuitive, uh, you know, I was on a deductive tear. Yeah. You know, like give me to the next thing. I want to know mm-hmm. what happened before this. Yeah. Don't be I... fucking watch you do sick ollies off the fucking mast.
0: <laughs> dad. Look, look, I'm going to dive. Yeah. I can do a
2: flip <laughs> like dad. I'm on a tall ship. It's everything you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah no like the, the end result was by the end of this i had a very internalized kind of just map of the of, of the ship and the layouts and the bodies and stuff just by the miles that i put in going back and forth across this thing but like yeah i don't know i probably would have got that I'd, i just i got that quicker than the game i think expected me to um based yeah. on the amount of unnecessary walking that it had me do
2: It's just very strange to me that you do it twice. Yes. Um, When you go there, then you go into that memory again, and you can go through, again, many nests. Mm -hmm. So that person can have corpses in their memory, et cetera. Yes. Um, When you zoom in on somebody inside a memory, it shows them in the sketch. Mm -hmm. So this gives you a lot of information. Uh, One, just because uh, the drawing style in the sketch is a little simple. That's where you get a little bit of the Papers, Please Yeah. DNA. Of this, like, oh, guess who? Like, mm-hmm. you know, beards and hairstyles and stuff. These people are made to be readable mm-hmm. um at a distance like that. And then two, because you get to see the information from the sketch. Yes. So like I don't know exactly who this guy is, but in the sketch, he's hanging out with all of the, you know, midshipmen. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a midshipman.
0: Yes. Very, uh, very kindly. If you press the tab, if you press the button to uh, to 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 go into your catalog while you're zoomed in on somebody, it will actually take you to the sketch. It will have you hovering over them. And when you click on somebody's face in the sketch, it'll bring up their info card so you can. You can uh,
2: name them then. even if It's not part of the current murder. Like so Mm -hmm. if you figure it out during a scene where they're not killed, Mm -hmm. you can enter in that information.
0: Yes. So it'll be useful later. It's very important that you don't have to input the entire answer all at once.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so like we said, the crew members are not wearing identification. You know, sometimes they have a uniform that'll tell you what, uh, but you have to look at all this uh, context around here, um, everything, you know, in the scenes, you know, so it's pretty clear, like how a person died. There are a couple of times where it's ambiguous. Um, oftentimes there are multiple answers that the game will accept for that. But there's like one particular body that has been stabbed a couple of times and is also on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like well yeah. fuck uh, <laughs> uh but uh the tricky part is who they are and who killed them um, unless who killed them is one of these uh magical beasts that comes out of the sea
2: yeah spoiler they're magic. yeah they're we're on stranger tides
0: about. yes yeah
2: um i really like that the game accepts multiple answers yep for this uh not only does that you know, kind of belie like the idea of like an omniscience behind mm-hmm. this. Like you are doing an insurance report. Yeah. Um. But the uh, you know, it's it it would be uh, ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, like the uh the, the way it would be in here. Um. There's also this is my my favorite Easter eggs of this game is that there is an easter egg and achievement for just putting all of the deaths down to the captain. Uh-huh. Cuz like it's his fault. Like he's he's in charge of everybody on the ship. Uh-huh. And like the game's like, yeah, technically I guess that's like a smart ass
0: dick. And
2: and it I uh, I ended up having to go through and uh, I got one of them wrong mm-hmm. because I put the death um the spoilers. The the firing squad death I put up to the captain. Okay. I was
0: like, because he, he, yeah, he's, he's the one who issued the order. You didn't put it yeah, down to the he's, person he's, who landed the shot?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I did that at first, and it didn't count as correct. Hmm. Um, so that one, it counted you know, achievement correct, but it didn't count as correct for the thing, so I had to go back and change it to get the, right, the secret right. ending or whatever. Yes. Um, but yeah, it is very funny to me that these things are up to interpretation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, my other favorite one is there is one where a uh, a Kraken... Uh, has a cannon and he holds it and like ends up like aiming it at somebody on accident <laughs> and the game will accept either you know the kraken shot him uh-huh. or the guy who let the fuse shot him and yes. the kraken just moved the cannon mm-hmm. but the idea of the kraken like you know clocking a fool uh, is very funny to me
0: <laughs> this is my Gat now
2: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly kraken holds it sideways
0: <laughs> yeah you know. uh i like that uh, accepting that ambiguity i think is really smart from a frustration standpoint Um, yeah, yeah, I dig it, uh, dig it quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so something that is really helpful, you know, when you are looking at somebody's identity card, either, um, in the, uh, in the part where they die or off of the sketch is that you can bookmark any memories that they appear in. Um, including you can like jump directly to, uh, the first memory where they appear and also uh, the memory where they perish or disappear. So for some of these um, for some of these characters who end up being a little bit more ambiguous, you end up kind of needing to, to, to bird dog them a little bit um, mm-hmm. and just say, like, I'm going to follow this guy's entire journey um, across this ship. Um, And I'm going to go from first memory to last one and see if I notice anything, because like he may have been hanging around at the periphery of bigger events that were happening when my attention was elsewhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because you you do have that limited amount of time to look the first time Mm -hmm. before it sucks you out of the memory. And in some scenes, that's plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Other scenes, there's just so much going on, Yeah, Uh, including just like spectacle. Like you're there and you want to look at the shit because it's neat. Yep. You know? Like I don't want to get right to work. I want to look at this, uh, you know, this fucking cool ass crab man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so the uh, we're gonna get a lot of information, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, very few people has their name call- have their name called out. Right. Um, that would make this very easy. Yep. <laughs> um, and they don't do that. Yeah. Um, oh no! Happens, my, my best friend gimmicky. Topman so and so was just killed by this Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> my Russian Topman friend, and- Andriov, um was killed by a foreign enemy. <laughs> was spiked by a, by a foreign enemy. Um, so when when the game is giving you a name, it's very similar to a Sudoku puzzle giving you a number yeah. in a row.
0: It's the uh, um, it's it's the it's, it's the ten column and a and uh, a, a picross.
2: No. yeah it's it's the gimme so mm-hmm. you're like okay like i can figure this out it's puzzle like but it's it's very elementary yeah um things that are more difficult um are things like their uniforms mm-hmm. which like i imagine if you study this shit this would be easy as hell oh yeah that's an officer
0: um, like there, there's there's yeah. one person that i identified solely because like oh that's a frenchman shirt
2: look at it look at the yeah, stripes yeah, yeah. yeah he looks like a french guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so nationalities uh pop-up languages and then kind of roles and hierarchies. Yeah. Uh, and then I get those uh, kind of more esoteric relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a little clever little bit with the maiden name. There's the, the brother section, things like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Um, So as you're making these guesses and going through, um, I think one of the best decisions that they made in this, that is actually really clever, um, is that as you fill in the fates, when you lock in three fates correctly, when you get three fates right, the game will actually make a really big show of setting them in stone. Um, Mm -hmm. It will pull control away from you, it will flip over to the individual memories, and it will show the writing on them going from being handwritten to being typeset. The sound cues in this are amazing as well. Just uh, amazing papers, papers, please energy in this. The sound design through and through is amazing, and we can talk about that in the uh, in the aesthetics. But in this point right here, it is so satisfying. Um, It's like the uh, the (laughs) it's more satisfying than like the 3D Fallout level up drum drum beat.
2: You know, yeah, yeah. It's one of those classic video game, yeah, good boy things that actually Mm -hmm. like works really well. Very. And then it's also really powerful, not just from a dopamine thing, but from a useful perspective. Yes. Having three fates, having three fewer options Mm -hmm. of sixty, is just you know huge. Yes. Like that's just like oh wow, like yeah, this is great. And there are ways you will want, like let's say you have two fates. (laughs) can you know you're really sure of them Mm -hmm. it might be worth doing some guesswork on that third one just to hammer those those two in to get them off your list
0: just to see if i can get it through the door because if i figure out this one maybe it's waffling between two possibilities i know this one now i immediately have the first one of the next set of
2: three yes yes yeah, yep. uh, that is a really good feeling. It's it's um, funny
0: that the set of three thing is so useful for our, for leaps of faith like that, because people when they write about this and also Lucas Pope himself will say, oh, yeah, this is a um, an attempt to get you to, to, to stop you from brute forcing it. And it's like, well, it's like I, the
2: perfect balance for that. Yeah, it is. Like <laughs> if you had to have them all in mm-hmm. before it set them in stone, it, it would be an unplayable garbage fire. Yep. <laughs> you know, it'd be it'd be so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly the right amount of give like yeah. this is still a game mm-hmm. you know like it, it is it has some simulationy bits to it like in that you're doing logic things with with people who you know died and figuring out like facts mm-hmm. about them but still a video game so there yeah. has to be some kind of allowance like who is writing these in stone <laughs> who's telling you a good job just you know the game master like yeah. it, it is it is a game
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know and accepting that like you know this is a a nifty kind of conceit that is being gamified mm-hmm. and recognizing like, no, this is a game um is what what that speaks to, I think yes, to me in real life, you'd have no oversight in a, a worse game it would you confirm after one yes, you know the the the, the game however, is instead afoot. foot mm mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, I love the kind of the way that the pace of the game changes over the mm-hmm. course of it. Um, and it's weird and it's weird in this kind of rare way where, you know, you, you spend the entire first portion of the game, just seeing uh, kind of the bits and pieces of the story to understand like exactly what kind of disaster, um, hit Mm -hmm. and your task is like to find all of the bodies. And sometimes like the body is just, you know, a leg bone that's over here somewhere
2: Um, an individual leg
0: yeah (laughs) just miscellaneous Uh leg over in a corner something like that um and you're just kind of like letting the broad strokes of this wash over you before you get into like the part where you're plucking the low-hanging fruit right
2: the um do you do you want to form a two-man strokes cover band where the differences were fat guys and we're called the broad strokes (laughs) sure why not i only know the one song (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, they do too. and That's not actually true. I just thought that sounded catty. Um so yeah, so you 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 do spend a lot of time like the first time you open the book is yeah. is overwhelming as fuck. Yes. Like, I cannot do this.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you know, so as you are super overwhelmed, you you instinctively reach for the really easy stuff, yes. which are officers, it's people who are named, like basically each chapter has one person who's named. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's things that are very, very easy. And then you get to the middle part, which is to me the the hardest part of the game, mm-hmm. um, which is when I have all the easy people and now everything is tricky. Yes. Like, no, I'm not sure about anybody. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is also where the bunk stuff happened for me. Yes. Um, you know, but once you get that, uh, as the game continues, it gets easier. Like you start going downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of possibilities is much smaller. Um, you know, the story mm-hmm. of what happened and then you get the final chapter, which is not uh, difficult at all. Like it's no. a, it's a victory lap.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and is very weird because it is portrayed as this huge mystery, but it's, it's kind a little bit less eventful than I thought. It's it's Maybe. answering a question. That that, too?
0: It's answering a question that like, you know, is probably pretty valuable for the story, but it is not one that I would have thought to ask.
2: I didn't care. Like yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like
0: okay. You know, what, what it what it did was actually it, it recharacterized somebody who I thought was a piece of shit. Um uh, yeah. based based on the events of this, um, and made his fate a little bit more a little bit more tragic for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, and it yeah, it also it boys it a uh, red herring though, and how cool it sounds. Yes, because he, it took me a little while to figure out. The game is also very ambiguous mm-hmm. uh, in the story itself. Yeah. So, like, we know there are monsters. We know there are eldritch artifacts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's it, though. We don't know where they came from. We don't know the exact mechanics of them. Yeah. We have some guesses on this stuff, but you don't know where people got them. We don't mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff in this. And I was really expecting with uh the, the hidden chapter's name is The Bargain. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like
0: so, somebody somebody sold somebody's soul. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. This like, there's is a the reason why everybody the on the
2: ship fucking yeah. <laughs> died from everything. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you know, somebody started the curse. And no, the bargain was just to end a scene mm-hmm. that you saw, you know, four hours ago. <laughs> right yeah i assumed like that they figured it out i I Yeah.
0: it's just like yeah that's
2: they they chased it off like you know
0: (laughs) uh let's talk about the presentation of this game uh because this game is identifiable right away when you the, the, Mm -hmm. the you can look at one frame of this and say oh yeah that's return of the Oberdin. that one game i get it
2: yeah yeah well, i remember seeing it uh seeing seeing trailers for it
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like looking forward to it like being like oh man that yeah. and then every once in a while i'd see a screenshot because this mm-hmm. game was in development for a long time yeah um and i would just be like fuck that's just like I, man i
0: love it it just it it, it, it yeah. evokes it evokes things like like good memories for me uh because it is modeled modeled after these black and white one bit uh graphics from really old computers specifically old mac games like say Mm -hmm. the mac venture games you know those ones or
2: like haunted house or like any of these kind of like one you know or not haunted house uh what's his name an adventure game that's your adventure game like see hmm? Harold's house of oh yeah
0: yeah it's like Herald house of horrors or something like that
2: Something like that yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um but it just it is neat looking Mm -hmm. um it's like one of these things that in a screenshot looks like like kind of primitive but still stylistically nice yeah stylistically nice and then when you move around it when you Mm -hmm. see it like actually as a as a 3d object you can move around it just looks incredible
0: when you see it in a screenshot Um, it's hard to understand how you would move around in it and yeah. or how it how it would look in motion. And the answer for how it looks in motion is really good because a lot of work was done to convey 3D space using all kinds of like dithering and lighting shaders and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of complicated stuff going on to make this to make this visual style readable and also not cause like eye strain. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Or or motion sickness, which yes. was a big problem when they were developing it. Right. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. There There is a. Uh a screen where lightning strikes mm-hmm. like a scene that's just absolutely incredible. Well,
0: just when it reveals uh, it to you, it feels, it feels like a, like a Junji Ito page turn reveal.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah. After
0: it goes from like black screen, black screen as you're hearing what's going on. Um, and, uh, it, like the, the struggle right before the most, like the, um, the light, 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 lightning strikes. And then the screen turns on right as you hear the, the, the crack of the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Love
2: a, it. A page turn <laughs> reveal is a really good way to put that. Yeah. Um, yeah so just just really really awesome looking Mm -hmm. Um, Um, and you can change it it doesn't have to be black and white (laughs) yeah you can make it look like it can be black in any color basically (laughs) um you can make it uh so there's like a commodore 64 like Mm -hmm. a you know uh different uh different kinds of uh filters Mm -hmm. for different types of computer um i ended up using the default one same even though I wasn't nostalgic for it, it was just kind of the first one I saw, and I was like, "Oh, that's what this is." It, it's it a really, flip around that it's night.
0: a really pleasing, like dark gray and kind of off white that mm-hmm. is much less harsh than just the pure black and white, um, and kind of more readable than some of the blue or green ones you can get. It was fun yeah. f- flip, flipping through them to to to, mm-hmm. to to kind of get a sense of play around, but the the default one feels like it was designed to be the most pleasant. Yeah. Yeah,
2: It's really nice. Um, so the detail is very specific in this. Like you have mm-hmm. very detailed faces enough to where you can see like expression, Yeah, you know, the emotionality, because that might be important. Like, I know this person said this in this kind of voice Yeah, in the audio play. Did this person look anguished? Yeah. You know, for example. There's a specific, uh, but,
0: there, there's a specific diorama where somebody looking guilty and surprised is super important.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, but there's also like a simplicity to it because, mm-hmm. you know, this is one bit graphics. So like a pixel is on or off. Right. Um, so there is a, uh, in terms of the scenery and stuff, there is limited <laughs> detail and this is so you get all the detail of a face, but if there is a certain sword hanging outside a certain bunk, that's got to mm-hmm. pop at least a little bit. Yes. You know, uh, they're like props mm-hmm. stick out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really well, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the amount of care that went into this. Like, there's there's no part of me that thinks this is, like, not impeccably fucking made. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah uh, just... And that also extends to the sound, uh, mm-hmm. which we, we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sound design is incredibly good. Uh, all of the songs are fucking awesome.
0: But there, I just, I've just i been listening to them nonstop, <laughs> pretty much, just as I've yeah. been uh, putting putting the notes and stuff together. Like, there are bangers in here, like, the handbells. <laughs> like, yeah. that handball one is really good oh man like yeah. but very good melodies and everything uh, conveys the uh um the setting right and mm-hmm. also conveys like some of the gravity of what happens here but like you can listen to this and tell like oh yeah the person who wrote the music for uh for papers plays did this a lot of yeah. it feels very similar
2: and and sometimes there's like a whimsy to it as well
0: yeah
3: like it's
2: not always you know super dramatic sometimes it's a little goofy mm-hmm. uh and and that's you know feels really good as well yeah um all that organ song like with just like the waltzing yeah the like kind of drunken weird sounding organ yeah um yeah it's it's a i would like to get this soundtrack on vinyl yeah i didn't really put this together with as a connection of this to hypnospace outlaw another Mm -hmm. game that like had a soundtrack i loved that couldn't be more different yeah but it's also a detective game with a ost that i really loved Mm -hmm. shit man 2018
0: wonderful year for detective
2: games yeah and soundtracks Uh uh-huh you know
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah. Love the soundtrack. Love, like, just like, even just like the sound design for, uh, for just impactful interface kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, like nothing quite as, you know, that shows up quite as frequently to be as Pavlovian satisfying as the ka-chunk of the, uh, of the stamp, but things mm-hmm. that are kind of in that same, in that same kind of vein. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the, the idea here, you know, similar to Papers, Please, this is a game that, Is taking, like, a physical interface, you know, this notepad, um, or in Papers, Please, like, passports that you Mm -hmm. stamp, and information organization and gamifying it. Yes. Um, You know, like Papers, Please, this is very much a game. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the one area where this falls a little bit short, like papers, please, everything moves so fast that you have to have stuff in, um, you know, all in that, all on your virtual desk or what have you. And Mm -hmm. like organizing that is kind of the key to succeeding there to a certain degree in this, like the catalog itself is incredibly well designed for jumping around and making these connections. I relied on notebooks and I relied on uh, my whiteboard quite a bit as well. Um, yeah. I found myself like reaching out of the game to be, be, because the affordances that were allowed there, uh, didn't necessarily like, you know, like there were, like individual, uh, uh, parts in the chapters, like along the fates didn't have a place for like player notes, right. For you yeah, to like yeah. put it in there. I would have loved that, but I could see how that would get in the way on like a console port.
2: I was very surprised that there wasn't something yeah. like that, you know, um, even if it was, like, modular, like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be, like, things you wrote, but you could be, you know, have, like, almost, like, things, some things you wrote in, the like, Mad Libs.
0: Yeah. You know, like, yeah.
2: uh, Soapstone messages or something you could do mm-hmm. to make notes. Like, there, there felt like there was a way to do a console version of the notes. Um, because of how much of this lives outside, like, this is, uh, I can't imagine playing this without uh, outside reference and physical yeah. notes. mm mm-hmm. Um, if you can do that, you're a better man than I am. Yeah. Um, you You can hold a lot more in your head than I
0: can. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like this is, that felt mandatory (laughs) to me. Um, and so, you know, just again, contrasting with papers, please, even though, you know, that's not directly what we're doing. The pace of this is so slow. Yes. Um, there's no urgency at any point in this game. Mm Uh, there is, there is one false move, I think, where it gives you a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. that is fake.
0: Yeah.
3: And I hate it. (laughs) Uh, I think (laughs) they should
2: not have done that by any means. No, no. You know, it's Leave like it, a it, real it. frustrating move.
0: Nothing that happens here should happen under duress.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's starting to rain is fine to kind of signify something, uh-huh. but just a storm is coming is scary and dumb.
0: Yeah. Because, um, like, I don't know. I've seen what happens when a storm hits this ship.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like, this is uh-huh. not a good ship, my dude. No? Um, the, like, uh, but you, you just, you take your time. So it's such a different feeling from yes. papers, please. Yeah. Like I'm so impressed by being able to get those two different like sides of paperwork. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like the entire spectrum of paperwork has been cataloged, cataloged in games by Lucas Pope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it.
2: 100%. Yeah. It's really, really neat. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, geez. Let's talk about the, uh, the development here. Uh, mm-hmm. so Lucas Pope just kind of had, um, this idea that he wanted to use these one bit monochrome graphics. He had this, you know, kind of past in, uh, Macintosh games, loved them as a kid, loved the way that they looked and wanted to try and make a game where you navigated a 3d world using these one bit graphics.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, uh, this early test made people sick, mm-hmm. motion sick from this. So they had to kind of do this motion blur. Yeah. Uh, that was added. I did not get motion sick during this. I didn't either. Uh, that worked. Yeah. Um, and originally the idea for this was going to be similar to Ghost Trick, where yeah. uh, the player dies repeatedly and you need to suss out what happens by going back in time one minute.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, also, uh, whatever that PS2 adventure game where you're solving your own death is, Like, I'm glad they didn't go yes with that route because it's a little bit uh you know it's not like there are millions of games where you solve your own death but But it's just been done you know like just just the murdered soul suspect (laughs) just like hey excuse me i'm here yeah um forget about me yeah um uh no just that that would
0: have been like other stuff and this is not like other stuff these uh the the, these stills and you know solving solving these puzzles at this kind of level of level of detail Um, that would have been, you know, like he he scrapped that because it was complicated specifically to show movement in 3d. Um, and he got the idea, like, as he was trying to deal with this, like, well, why don't we just have everything be still? And then we just pack as much drama as we can into the poses. And that kind of unlocked it for him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so he, uh, originally had a demo of this, Mm -hmm. um, it was small, uh, for GDC and there were six fates Mm -hmm. that players could solve and people liked it. Yep. Um, so he's like, okay, I'm going to run with this. Uh, and he expanded it, um, ended up making this huge spreadsheet of the different fates, doing dialogue, hiring voice actors and expanding it. Yeah. Um, There are interesting, like interviews with him where he talks about like, yeah, you come up with 60 ways for people to die, <laughs> you know, like, you know, there, there is this game. We didn't really talk about this, but I think this game is very funny. Uh-huh. Um, like it is tragic and stuff, but uh-huh. boy, I mean, is it, like the relentless grimness of it is very funny
0: the, the, there's and there's like a certain slapstick
2: to the unlikeliness of a lot of the deaths the cook yeah you know like like there's there's a lot of these that are like legitimately super funny like Mm -hmm. any ship where 60 people died of all different things would be funny yeah in a way you know there's an artificiality to it that is like really good it's not like the ship just sank Uh huh. you know it's 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 not the titanic it's a series of individual tragedies Uh uh-huh um just a a uh,
0: parade of awfulness yeah Yeah. very funny uh and you know as he was talking about that he's also given a lot of uh you know he's He's, he's, he's talked about the amount of research that went in to making this accurate and you know try not to have anachronisms like this is the, the kind of ship that would have that would have sailed in eighteen o three or um I guess it wouldn't have been in eighteen o three it would have disembarked in um seventeen ninety eight um because you mm-hmm. find it five years later uh but um you know, he went. And, you know, did a lot of research into the into the manner of dress. One thing we when we talk about how many fates you're trying to solve, this kind of ship would have been bigger and had more complicated rigging, and would have had a crew of about like 150 people.
2: Yeah, there uh, could so, be an advanced mode <laughs> you know, and yes. a, an
0: advanced, super accurate mode. Yeah. He scaled things down to make it uh, to make it uh, more manageable, um, and I think that was a yeah. good
2: move. Absolutely absolutely yeah. a good move because you know um, 60
0: 60 deaths this took me 12 hours which is like a very good length for a game
2: yeah yep um and it's one of those things too where your mileage will totally vary yes <clears throat> there isn't like a, a a set length for this no um i would do the speed run for this is really like tons of <laughs> menu optimization yeah <laughs> you know like that would be actually kind of fun to watch mm-hmm. um so when he added more fates to the game, uh, the non-chronological presentation confused people a lot. Yeah. So what he did was he split the game into chapters mm-hmm. and added the catalog, mm-hmm. uh, adding the book. So it's like, yes, it's non-chronological, but there are 10 events, yeah. like 10 basic like tableaus of the, mm-hmm. the ship's history.
0: Yeah, and everything is fixed when you look in the catalog. You know, the chapters and the parts are listed in chronological order. Some stuff yes. happens roughly concurrently, but, you know, that's easy to suss out.
2: Uh, um, one, one thing I love about the development of this was that, uh, this took a long time to make. Um, he anticipated taking a year. It took a lot longer than that. And the reason why he was fine with that was because like papers, please was still making money. Yeah. And I love him having that creative freedom. Like Mm -hmm. you do something as neat as papers, please. Like you should have some time to make your next thing. Yeah. And this is exactly what you want is someone to take their time to make something like super, super fucking neat. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. You Uh, don't read a lot of like compromise in what was what was built here mm-hmm. aside from the compromises that like made it into the game that it is having everything be still and whatnot right like yeah there there are places where like time and money would have like added flair and flourish to it but like i don't know to what end. like everything mm-hmm. is expressed in a really strong vision and there's not like a lot of places where like you can say oh here's a shortcoming that would have been solved with more time or more money
2: yeah yeah um i whenever this kind of thing happens when somebody makes something like this i i feel like a weird emotion like i almost feel like proud for them yeah yeah it's like this very sweet feeling like mm-hmm. good job lucas pope <laughs> you know like man you know do the thing that you want to do and make something really neat in the world yeah and, and you know uh feel your reward for doing the previous neat thing mm-hmm. you did yeah and hopefully
0: you know? i mean this game was received really well hopefully this gets gets far enough where he is now working on something that will be as cool and inspired as this.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah I love that. He's not just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want over it No, I want to come up with some, some new thing that I didn't think about gamifying before. Yeah. Um, so it was released on PC at first, then uh console versions were released afterwards, mm-hmm. um, which are all, you know, the switch version I was talking about earlier it runs just fine. Yeah. It's just that you have to take notes uh so i think pc is probably the best way to play this yeah uh personally
0: yeah i was happy to be at a desk and at my office where all of my note-taking stuff was was anyway
2: yeah this game is fun work
0: (laughs) very fun work yeah so uh we're gonna start getting into spoilers and stuff uh one of the things about this game is because it presents everything um anachronistically You know, it is not, you know, like when you first see this stuff, I think that it's important to um, capture like what it feels like to go deeper into the ship and find the bodies. But that, that also doesn't bring a lot of light to it. So we're structuring the episode a little bit differently. First, we're going to talk about like the process of scouring the ship from the main deck down to the cargo deck. And then after we do that, we're going to talk about kind of the story of what happened chronologically and talk about any kind of like noteworthy deductions that kind of happened there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, we're not covering all of them, right. uh, which would be tedious. There are also ones I straight up don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you remember like the parts where it's like, oh, this made me feel really clever and cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to figure this out. And I, we don't remember the ones that are quite as obvious. Mm-hmm. And just telling you 60 stories of 60 people. Yeah. uh would be boring um but we are going to kind of talk about that you know the the feeling of discovering the story of the ship yes and notable occupants right um yeah and the story of the ship is neat even if it does end up being really incomplete right. like i am i'm kind of here for that but i was expecting something i think i i, I thought there would be a little bit more of like a whoa you know kind of thing to tie it all together
0: yeah it's definitely not what i expected
2: um yeah so let's get into it <laughs>
0: So, uh, we open up, we, uh, get this telegram from the East India company, horrible monsters, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. any, anything <laughs> called an East India company did terrible things, starved millions of people, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, but they send you a telegram saying, Hey, um, Oberdin back. <laughs> uh, we're going to send you out to Falmouth. You need to see what's up.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we head out there with this, uh, ferryman who kind of takes us to the side of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a box that he wants to, uh, have hoisted up, but it's too heavy. So eventually, he says, "You know, come down and get it." Yeah. After we go check out the ship briefly, mm-hmm. um, there's also this like little intro when he says this, where they're, they talk about the Oberdin, and there's this like great little line, like if we were doing bonfire side chat, yeah, of this thing, we would use this as the intro, where it's like, you know, the only strange thing about the Oberdin is that it came back, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. That's like a really good line. Yeah. Um. The. Uh, so we open up the box. Inside, we find a book uh, mm-hmm. with a preface from Henry Evans. Um, it took me an embarrassing long time to realize this is Henry Evans from the ship. <laughs>
0: he was present. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's yep. a very anonymous
0: uh, name. It's a it's a it's a yeah. very I'm an I'm a white guy from England kind of name, and yep, there's yep. lots of them on the ship.
2: <laughs> um and yo know, he says like hey catalog the fates of everyone on the ship and send this to me in morocco mm-hmm. um and it has the uh pocket watch the magical pocket watch yeah. is the momentum mortem yes so remember death
0: remember death and we're going to be seeing a lot of it um as we walk through what happened on the ship roughly in reverse chronological
2: order and ending the way that this does like starting with the end is very brilliant yeah like it's a little bit you know like in in worse hands it would be like whoa wouldn't it be trippy if we started at the end but it's really (laughs) smart here because one like the people who you're identifying in this end bit would be the easiest to identify yes like the captain wears a fucking captain's hat yeah you know like you're not gonna have a problem with that um but it introduces this very tantalizing like oh shit yeah at the end of this there were four people left
0: Uh uh-huh and fuck and they (laughs) were like they they were mad enough to have this like crazy brutal like born identity fight in the in the the captain's
2: quarters yeah like that's that's very cool yeah and it also had me like in thinking like you know all kinds of cool like lovecraftian madness and stuff Mm -hmm. which again kind of pays off a little um a little bit
0: yeah but it's like, okay, we have the captain. Uh, we can tell from his for, for, from his appearance, and there are other people who he refers to by name. It's something that is also brilliant about starting. <laughs> there are other
2: Crunchlings about. Yeah. They're, they're... <laughs> can you imagine... well, that, <laughs> one <laughs> with, like, that, that one Crunch guy's skull
0: definitely Crunchlinged under the under the <laughs> table leg that the captain whale walloped him with. <laughs> Poor Brennan. Uh... I just,
2: I, I got, I want I wish I was good at pixel art so I could make a version of this with Captain Crunch and all the Crunchlings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas, like, exploring their face. Eat. Yeah like when they, they got sold so- the, the <laughs> captain was sobbed by foreign enemy <laughs>
0: eaten by 10 year old
2: eaten by yeah. 8 year old <laughs> unidentified 8 year old yeah billy <laughs>
0: what's uh another thing that's great about doing this in you know reverse chronological order is because everybody is dying in every chapter the cast of characters gets bigger as you go along and yeah. you are not as easily overwhelmed when you only have four people alive right
2: yeah it's really smart yeah. uh, and then when they eventually decide to widen the scope you mm-hmm. know which they do in this first chapter when we're learning about what happens when they show the uh or the next chapter when they show you know the doom uh-huh. or what have you uh and they like when it's like 20 people were present or whatever yeah. it does have that moment of shock to it <laughs> and that overwhelm that's really important to the beginning of this game because you want yes. to master that overwhelm that's part of the good feels
0: yes um but like as you are investigating these bodies you get some of this dialogue the people who are trying to get into the captain's quarters are looking for something saying you know where are they they must be somewhere captain says you know they're at the bottom of the sea you know that's a lie mm-hmm. than death so th- yeah. these people wanted something the captain had enough to
2: kill him so we see that the captain shot somebody when we go to another memory uh the captain is says to abigail uh your brother my friend i shot him i'll be with you soon forgive me mm-hmm. and this is a huge load-bearing line like this is as
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: tasty a hint as the game is ever going to give you <laughs> uh there's somebody named abigail mm-hmm. uh the person the captain shot was her brother mm-hmm. and he says he'll be with you soon he's probably killing himself yes and he, i mean he is killing himself we see it yes um but this this is you know this is a little easier version of it but i love this relational stuff yeah um you know figuring out who her uh brother was by her maiden name yeah you know through the thing what felt very cool mm-hmm.
0: to me. and like figuring out okay he's my best friend so obviously probably the first mate that's like where that intuition yeah. comes in
2: yeah yeah.
0: So that's probably one of the people that he shot because it was an officer like, okay, he is, he is as distraught as he can be right now. So that must be that, that must be here sometime mm-hmm. here. You're going to, you're going to identify the three bodies and it's going to lock them all in. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, especially, very be- good. <laughs> especially because of one of the bunks, you find the body of Abigail, um, mm-hmm. you know, the captain had uh, kept her here after she, after she passed, you go into the body. This is where you get to the, 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 the squid attack. You get to see her crushed mm-hmm. by the rigging. So, immediately here, before you even go below decks, we're being introduced to this, you know, supernatural,
2: it's safe to say. Um, yeah. yeah. It eventually gets more supernatural. Right. Like, this right. could technically be a regular giant squid. Yeah. Uh, you know, technically. <laughs> Maybe you know, it's Kraken. Yeah. You know, but it, it's it's a supernatural. And again, it's very deaf the way they mm-hmm. clue you in that this is going to be a thing. Yeah. This is also the first memory where there are tons of people. Yes. You know, you're going further back in time. You're like, whoa, shit. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, and just like a gobsmacking scene to look at. Oh yeah, like just looks incredible. <laughs>
0: and the big reveal: of just all these tentacles um, uh, taking down the rigging and a massive wave overtaking the uh, the port yeah. side. Yeah,
2: yeah, looks super cool. Yeah. Um. So this uh, brought a mast down, which crushed her skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, okay, her we she was called Abigail, but her name is Abigail Hoskett Witterell. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like Hoscott's her maiden name. And yeah. there's somebody else on the, the manifest whose last name is Hoskett, who the captain killed. Yes. You know, feels very good. There um go. once you get the uh this this these fates sealed, we learn that the fates are validated in three. Mm-hmm. Um and uh as we even go from this memory, uh, we go to another one with a series of kinds of like grisly deaths. Yeah. There um this man with these tattoos uh who, who's very unique is like the ripped in half mm-hmm. another one is has like a a, a bomb in his hand
0: yeah, yeah. um that it's... somebody
2: that somebody threw he's like you know choke on it like <laughs> exploding in the kraken's arms
0: yeah yeah it's a it's it's a it's a cannon cartridge that he unites trying to take out yeah. the kraken yeah but yeah. just uh, horror i mean like the the guy who's ripped in half like that's one of the most miserable fates that you see on here
2: I mean, Maybe you know it would hurt
0: be, yeah well because like he starts <laughs> he starts crawling like he, he crawls yeah, with the stop he
2: crawl a little bit yeah. yeah
0: it's just like going to sleep it's fine I,
2: I, <laughs> I like to think that if i was ripped in half i'd have the dignity not to crawl yeah you know i'd want anyone who found me to think i died yeah you know, but just instantly.
0: Most of my fates, I I, I, I want to die. I hope that I have either enough uh, either enough energy to point to W and S on the comp- on the sundial, sure, or to uh, to die flipping off my assailant with both hands, just big old double bird.
2: I was thinking if I, like, folded my arms across my chest and I had, like, a very peaceful smile on my face, just to confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I extremely happy about being ripped in half.
0: I, I want my last efforts and my last thoughts to be creating problems for
1: other
2: people. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of fun, fun goof goopums. You know, making the world little, a little bit more whimsical. Yeah, a little bit more magical. More, yeah. yeah. Oh. you know the cosmic fool has exited the building <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh man um well, i never liked that arm anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know thank god somebody got rid of it
0: yeah um wisely uh you uh when you start out on the uh, on the top decks here you can't get uh but you know you, you can't go down you have to like um see, something see that, somebody yeah see, yeah see somebody in a memory open it up before the before the is open for you so like yes. you know you see some people falling below decks because the ship is being rocked and this draws your attention down to the gun deck
2: mm-hmm. yeah um down here there are all these cannons and there are lots of bodies that have either been crushed or blown apart uh, mm-hmm. by cannons when you check these out we're seeing that the squid was attacking this deck as well yeah. just wreaking uh havoc on them mm-hmm.
0: uh you go into the midshipman's cabin you find a body on the floor it's this younger man who bled out trying to save someone named pete um and this mm-hmm. starts a series of memories. Um uh of like later on, this is after the Kraken attack. Uh we're gonna we're gonna find out. Uh Kraken Attack is a good NES game, uh underrated mm. um mm-hmm. Chemco. Uh no sequel a
2: Russian attack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cr- crack apostrophe and attack. Yes.
0: Uh but he uh he overheard the mates talking about a mutiny. Uh that's when you know, we saw the result of that. Uh they don't trust the captain's judgment anymore. Um the Kraken has gone away. But uh, obviously, like, this has is...
2: chosen to have a Kraken attack. I
0: know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is this is great. Like, I'm glad they do the mutiny here because we knew mm-hmm. there was a mutiny. Yep. You know, so, like, this, we're still getting a linear trail of breadcrumbs, even mm-hmm. if it is in reverse linear, you know. Um, and that we show this struggle uh, here with this happened, and it's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, gets know, some gets her face blown up. Like, literally, it's yeah, blown up into little pieces. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and as we uh go to kind of what's leading up to this uh mutiny, mm-hmm. we go back up onto the main deck where people are trying to escape on lifeboats.
1: Yeah, and the captain's um, protecting the ca-
2: them. Yeah, the captain's saying, No, let them go. Mm-hmm. You know, the captain, good guy.
0: Yes. Well, it takes uh, a while to learn that for sure, but like you look on the boat and you know, it's women. It's women and some of the younger yeah. it's women, it's the 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 surgeon uh we're gonna find later, mm-hmm. and like some of the younger uh stewards. Like, oh yes. this is just a boy. You know, he mm-hmm. you know, prob- probably should go. Um, yeah. Uh back on the gun deck, if you go down, you get one of the more memorable death scenes up on the bow. It's just a skull and some bones. When you go into it, uh you see the beginning of the Kraken attack. Uh it's a man who is using the head up there, he's shitting, and mm-hmm. a squid reaches up and squeezes him to death, and we hear him evacuate his bowels.
2: Yeah. Uh, and we know this guy because on the sketch thing, there's one thing that's not a face; it's just the artist's signature. EOS. Yes, yes. Uh, there's only one person with those initials, so we know this is the artist uh, E Spratt. Right. Uh who can eat no fat his wife could eat no lean. He mm-hmm. um, shat himself to death. He, yeah, he shot. Um <laughs> so this leads to people uh trying to escape as the Kraken attacks, which seems reasonable. Uh-huh. Um and somebody talks about one of the sailors is like, I'm you know, I'm not gonna forgive the the you you bloody Dane for killing my brother. Mm-hmm. The Dane says you know, the thing with the rope, that was an accident. Yeah. Um this is also this was, you know, so this is in my head, I roughly think of these as, like, good solves and bad solves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I love this one. Mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, this guy is saying somebody killed his brother. Whose brother's on the ship? hmm Figuring that out. So this is somebody who thought this guy killed somebody. So when one of these two guys dies, mm-hmm. I know who this first guy is, and I know who, yeah, you know, that guy is. Because,
0: I mean, you, you can look in the crew roster and see two people with the same last name.
2: hmm yeah. And a Dane hmm yeah.
0: so okay we've got these three fates that are linked here um mm-hmm. and this is an amazing clue because you know we're eventually going to get to a point where like n- not the fir- not the first person who dies but the second person who dies doesn't show up in any memories except for the one where he dies and so you're yeah. like well fuck how in the world am i going to <laughs> solve this no that's this this is the incident that that's talking about yeah <laughs> so like it's yeah. it is actually a really good and direct clue for something that initially seems impossible
2: Yes. Really, really good shit. Yeah. Um, we continue further down uh, to something called the Orlop deck, which sounds like uh, a level in Symphony of the Night.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, we find a steer skull mounted on the wall. This is to teach us that animals can also. Yep. Uh, we can go back in time through uh, through animals. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where they're showing the steer gets slaughtered for meat. Um, and they're, you know, again, they go through the name, there's a keystone, like what, mm-hmm. what's the marriage? You didn't grow up on a farm, Charlie. No. And then when it shows the memory, it shows a man uh, vomiting at right. this. So I'm like, cool. That's Charlie. Mm-hmm. There's my keystone.
0: Yeah. And also the person slaughtering this, probably the butcher.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's also dressed like a butcher.
0: Well, yeah, you know, yeah,
2: you know? <laughs> but
0: there are lots I, of people was, holding them down.
2: So there are a lot of people holding them down. I was a little embarrassed about um, how long it took me to start just looking at how people dressed. Yeah, yeah. In this, like, not just like the uniforms. Like, I was keen into that, but uh-huh. like the butcher and like the carpenter. And I'm like, this guy looks like a fucking cartoon butcher. Yep. Like, why? Why? <laughs> he's like, why was I like
0: paper hat?
2: <laughs> yeah. I. I <laughs> he's basically giving me roast beef for 4.99 a pound in this moment. Uh huh. And I, I was just like, for some reason, I was like, okay. If this guy is, uh, is, this is his nationality, Mm -hmm. and if he's in this memory, he does this... And it's like, no, he's dressed in a fucking Halloween costume of a butcher. Like, I mean, like, same thing with the carpenter. Like, anybody who just had, like, a job Yeah. like that, I was embarrassed if I may not just, like, guessing them immediately.
0: I don't know. I You know, I don't know if you're like me. I
2: don't really pay attention to what people wear unless... I don't either. Yeah. And, unless but, it's I mean, really th- distinctive. This is what the game is about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you like I should pay attention if someone's wearing a costume. Uh-huh. You know? Like, I pay attention to what the mailman wears. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and like... I don't know. There are different kinds of people. I never pay attention to what shoes people wear. So like me either. When, when that became an important thing, we're going you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. Like, well, fuck, I guess as the detective, a detective will always look at somebody's shoes. You yeah. Know, tells where they're going, where they've been
2: yeah i i I don't think i've ever noticed a shoe in my entire life no
0: not unless somebody pointed it out
2: i barely noticed my shoes i couldn't tell you how many shoes i have (laughs) yeah i i I think i have four total Uh not four pairs right and 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 i just wear the same ones every day and all i care about is that they're functional yes like i cannot imagine caring about a shoe
0: nope it's um, just, so yeah, yeah. You, like you know, a, a, a part of any mystery, you know, like adventure game, any game really is about learning to see the game the way the designer wants you to, and like mm-hmm. that's part of the onboarding that you're getting here. Um, yeah. Uh, while this is happening, while you're in the memory of the steer dying, um, you're hearing and you can actually see uh, some of the uh, some of the crewmen carrying a carrying a, a dying man up to the carpenter's workshop for his uh, for, for for his last rites. Uh, this takes us into um, a couple of deaths here where some people die of a uh, of a lung disease uh, scared the crew. The surgeon figures, hey, it's not uh, it's not communicable, but it sucks that we have crew dying this early in the uh, yeah. this this early in the in the trip.
2: Yeah, this is this is like uh, this. We jump back to like chapter two. Yes. For this. Um, in this death, um, we go back to one mm-hmm. and there's this one between uh, between the wall. Um, And this kind of like I can't remember what they call it. Um, it's the place between the ducks. Yeah, this
0: the this, the starboard walk. This isn't within um, the carpenter's memory or the um, the chapter two memory because this is chapter six. So like yeah. just wandering around, like you can get between the hold and the hall and the starboard walk and find a dead body of somebody who seems to be hiding.
2: Yes, uh, they're hiding in this thing. They've been shot through the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go into their memory, you look through the thing because you're trying to see what came through the wall. Uh, to mm-hmm. kill him and you just get these glimpses of this crab monster uh-huh <laughs> um these things are incredible this is the best monster design oh the yeah game. like easy 100%. these are like, cloaked figures that mm-hmm. ride like they're like they're kind of like driders
0: yeah yeah it, it, it took me a while to like figure out what they were i thought they were like spider people but then i realized you know the sea doesn't have spiders it has crabs okay mm-hmm. and then to realize that the human part was actually like people like humanoid monsters mm-hmm. riding them as opposed to being like driders yeah. Um yeah. it's a very it's good, confusing design. Um, topped off by the fact that they've got this like big uh cloak of seaweed over top of them, making yeah. them look kind of yeah. like ringoos a little bit.
2: yeah And this is, you know, this is an accidental death. Yes. You know, like, oh, this guy did not die from these things. Somebody was trying to kill one of those things and shot this dude in an accident. Right. Horrible coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go into that main scene, we're seeing tons of bodies pinned to the wall by spikes. So when you're like looking at the cause of death and <laughs> spiked is just included like it's a thing that happens all the time. Yeah, suddenly it makes sense.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> it happens to a shitload of people. Yeah. Um, and one person, uh, this is the body that I talked about having kind of an ambiguous fate. Um, you, you see a body like uh kind of fused to one of these uh, one of these crabs. Uh, he's burned to death in the process of trying to kill the beast, and he's also got like a you know the sword through him. He's been pierced a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, he's sacrificed himself, apparently it's it, when you actually see the memory, it's a little bit more um you know slapstick than that, but
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah um when we we take this trail of bodies up up to the upper deck where uh, the crabs are invading yeah uh, the, the upper deck, um we get to see that. and then this body that is on this uh this compass here takes us to a memory of a person up in the rigging who gets struck by lightning right. um, and this actually teleports us mm-hmm. to standing on the rigging yes uh, during the memory we can't actually freely move up there but we can during the memory
0: mm-hmm. um and there are some bodies that you consume in on and see and some bodies are just like off in the distance falling into the water um mm-hmm. which is going to be important later on like every chapter you know once you find all of the bodies that can be found it says so and so people died uh or disappeared in this what happened to them as best you can discern. yeah
2: yeah yeah it's almost always drown yeah, <laughs> drowned um,
0: by drowned by a beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you go down to the cargo deck, uh, the lowest deck, um, and you find uh, some casks. Uh, coming from one of the casks, you actually see some flies, and your pocket watch will activate. This is the first death uh, that happened. Uh, there's a stowaway who was crushed inside of the cask as it was
2: loaded. Yep. Um, we don't get to know that you know this guy
1: yeah
2: um but there is another the memory has another body in it mm-hmm. uh from the load uh where this guy fell down um this is the only memory he appears in yeah is where he dies is this, this accidental death uh here but you know again as we mentioned earlier like this mm-hmm. is skipping ahead to solving it but it's like yeah. okay you know we know the dane killed somebody mm-hmm. um he says talks about that rope the dane is the guy standing next to the rope mm-hmm Uh, during this, maybe that's the murder he was talking about. Yeah. You know, again, feels good. Um, there are some miscellaneous legs in the corner. Yep. When you go, uh, check out the leg, uh, the person died having his leg amputated after the captain Stewart attacked him. Uh, mm-hmm. and he says these ungodly beasts carry a curse, throw them back or doom us all. Yeah. Uh, which turns out to actually be really good advice that they do not follow.
0: Yeah. I don't know how the, I don't know how the steward uh, keyed in on this other than general superstition, but he was right on the money.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No good.
0: Uh, the beasts that he's talking about are these mermaids that are brought on board and carry below decks on, uh, stretchers. There's one scene that we can see, uh, from a body here, uh, uh, it will. It slashes out and uh, kills some of the crew, including a cook who jokes about eating them. Which yeah, that's I was a good. cook on a I ship, could. and I was bored of cooking rations. <laughs> and we already slaughtered the cow. Like, no, give me a challenge. Let me see if I can make mermaid <laughs> mermaid tasty.
2: Yeah, I, m- mermaid made a little bit too uh, too much human. In the
0: oh, world. you just have to eat the bottom. Come on, you throw the top back. Yeah
2: yeah I, I can imagine <laughs> that or you get the, the top of proper christian burial
0: yeah yeah the, the
2: um but yeah just that 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 was my first like big laugh out loud in yeah this was him being like you know yeah just put her in the kitchen i'll make some <laughs> <You know>? uh,
0: <laughs> well the, the roommate kills funny. him because he notices a shell that she's holding and uh she slashes, yeah. you know she reaches out to With slash him we're going for it yeah <laughs>
2: Um, They're going to take them all down to the lazarette, Mm -hmm. uh, which we cannot get into. The lazarette is like storage area and is locked. It is the chapter eight. Yes. Um, There are two more bodies up on the main deck. Uh, When they were lifting that sea beast out of the water, someone speaking Chinese talked about how dangerous the shell was. Mm -hmm. And uh, the beast fired several spikes, uh, one of which pierced a couple of men. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this is our first clue that the uh the people who are here who are the chinese people uh delegation know about these shells and yeah. know maybe about these beasts it,
0: it, this 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 feels a little bit like splitting hairs it's not specifically the chinese um and the sketches we see like a uh, sketches of the Formosan foremost and royalty yeah the
2: foremost and royalty yeah.
0: yeah yeah like just so closer to being like from Thailand. Uh, it's a you know country yes. that doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, uh, the, the the Chinese people though, some of them can understand the Formosans, and that ends up being yes. important to one of the conspiracies that happens here. Yes, <clears throat> yeah.
2: Um. So back up on the main deck, um, we find a body that chap- uh, starts chapter four, which is called the Calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was rowing back with a mermaid on his boat, along with a dead body, and was shot. Right. Um, one of the uh, the um, Chinese crewmen. Mm-hmm. uh shot him yeah yeah the translator guy i believe
0: uh no it was uh it was the last of the four oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he had the, yeah, yeah, tra- yep. the translator uh with him on the on the boats
2: yes who died yes. in the boat
0: right yeah. um and when you go out uh so th- this is the first memory that takes you off of the ship like you are mm-hmm. walking around on the frozen waves uh hum around the ship you can see one of the dead bodies that he rode back with uh this actually takes you out to the open water uh, where mm-hmm. we see what happens when this person was away. Initially, I thought this was an away crew uh, mm. that they uh, th- th- that they had uh, like sent out to go get something. No, this is a mutiny. Like somebody, yeah. t- you know, the person who rode back ended up taking uh, taking people hostage and trying to steal a steal a treasure here. But out on the open water, we get to see uh, all of these Formosan royalty who were taken hostage <laughs> um, uh, die along with some of the conspirators here. Uh what happened yeah. is these mermaids uh were attracted to to the treasure. Uh that that was yes. taken here and the shell that was inside of it.
2: And we keep keep saying treasure. It's it's like a cask. It's, it's um
0: yeah, it's, like, yeah, a it's multi, like a dresser. Yeah, it's like a multi-level chest kind of thing where the where the shells are in the bottom part and when you put the shell in the top part, it um well, I mean we see it here, it, it causes a magical fire to shoot out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And
2: sometimes quicksilver. Right. You know, so it, it's got defenses. It's trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, as a test and we can see it in other memories where they're like guarding it. Yes. And stuff. Um, but it's, it, you know, the closest thing to a MacGuffin and this, mm-hmm. uh, this guy who kidnapped them, who took them out on the, the sea is the closest thing this has to a villain. Yes. You know, this, this guy fucks everything up by doing this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but this is like an action scene, like going yeah. through all these deaths and seeing the mermaids attack and the, uh, the foremost and King sacrifice himself, mm-hmm. opening up the chest, burning his arm off and shooting these beams into the mermaids. Yes. Uh, is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this contains the shell, uh, however, and this uh, the second mate guy is going to bring this back. Or not yeah. second mate, but this uh, th- this fella is going to bring this back and bring these mermaids back and start everything on the road to fuck uppery. Yes.
0: Uh, everything that attacks the ship is trying to get the mermaids back, um, specifically. Yes.
2: Or yeah. the shells. Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you know, it's they, know it's they together as they a, they a package a deal, macphons. it's
2: fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They have to use the shells to cover up their nips. <laughs> so Otherwise, it's they want them yeah, back. yeah.
0: <laughs> you ever been out on the open waves just uh, yeah. the, the, the wind whipping
2: <laughs> scarring up your nips mm-hmm. come on yeah you don't want, you don't want half nip
0: <clears throat> <laughs> um so the next thing that we see as we get back in this is a little bit hard to find but uh the events that lead up to this uh we can look and we can see a leg bone hanging outside of the rope on the first mate's window Mm -hmm. Um, and this takes us into, uh, the memory, um, in the, in this one, the second mate Nichols, he is holding Miss Lim, the Formosan princess hostage, uh, as he is like running toward the boat. Um, yeah,
2: that's, that's the dude I was trying to think of last one. Yes. the guy who got shot and the last thing Nichols is the villain. Mm -hmm. Um, and this takes us to the scene that is the justice at sea sketch. which is the biggest uh, sketch that we saw this Mm -hmm. execution by firing squad It was very neat to see this 2d image and then explore it in 3d
0: to realize exactly what was happening like you know to put it together because you know you look at the sketch but you don't really see it sometimes because you're Mm -hmm. focused on the individual faces and not the broad thing but then realize oh yeah like from this angle it's almost when i stand by the artist this is almost exactly what he saw (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. it's really neat and this is also uh one of the examples where it gives you names but it's uh not as black and white Yes. so uh Seng lao uh was the guy you know they say you were you confessed to the murder of one of our passengers nunzio Mm pasqua um and miss lim shouts out and says that's impossible he didn't do it Mm -hmm. so you're like okay well i know the name of this guy you know uh and when i find nunzio maybe he killed him but there's this is disputed yeah um, you know, which is really neat. Uh, when you go to that memory, you see the mo- moment of the murder, and it was a framing. Yeah. Because uh, Nunzio saw Nichols attempting to steal the chest, so he was yeah. killed to cover it up. And the reason why Hawk Seng Lao uh, quote-unquote confessed at it is because mm-hmm. one of the conspirac- conspirators was the translator. Yeah. Um, which is an incredibly cool plot point. I love it. I um, always <laughs> like that when that happens, you know, with D- Dakhan translating your tattoos, mm-hmm. you know, in Torment, anytime somebody is doing a translation and doing it wrong, that is a really neat yep a little mystery trope mm-hmm.
0: this it's a good way to build uh to build dramatic irony into um mm-hmm. a point of to somebody who is not you or the point of view character
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: very good um and after we see this like we pretty much have got all the bodies we've seen um you know broadly everybody's fates um and you know the um the 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 game will tell us like yeah outside of chapter 8 which you cannot see it says you know we'll, we'll, we'll show this to you later uh this storm starts and the, you know, the 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 captain of the rowboat calls down and says hey you know we don't have much time get in the ship if you, know, you can come down here when you want to leave this is a lie that's
2: a dirty lie filthy uh, lie you can leave you mm-hmm. know you can leave you can end the game with fewer fates solved. Uh the ending you get for this is hilarious.
1: Oh yeah. Um
2: you yeah, you get a uh the same mail <laughs> or the same piece of uh mail saying that the uh your your benefactor has passed away, but there's a thing where it's like your lack of diligence in hunting down these fates made it impossible to rouse him from his sickness. Oh. Or something like basically you did such a shitty job being a detective that he died. <laughs> Uh, like, it's very funny i i read about those on the wiki and then is... there's a pretty good ending for getting most of them oh. and then like the golden ending with the hidden chapter for getting all of them
0: yeah i, I just yeah. i love the idea of you being such a bad sleuth that somebody else dies
2: yeah he's he was he was holding on for dear life and uh-huh. then he got this thing that was like half guesses and half question marks He's so was like <laughs> what, what the fuck i like uh. Uh, good night <laughs> yeah, so then now let's talk about the story kind of in order mm-hmm. uh what happened on the ship, and uh some notable fates within
0: Yes, yeah, so uh shortly uh after they uh after they embark, they've got all this cargo on, and we get chapter one here, loose cargo. uh this one takes place uh right as they're departing from England. uh they don't mm-hmm. get very far. Uh, down down Mm -hmm. the coast, they really get by the Canary Islands and then start deciding to come back because uh everybody's dying. (laughs)
2: Everybody keeps dying. This is a shitty ship. Yeah. (laughs) Um, this is where the stowaway dies. Uh, this is where um Lars Lind, uh, Mm -hmm. the Dane, um, had an accident with the rope, and it killed uh Samuel Peters. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the Peters brothers. We found this out from later. Yeah. Um, and just knowing he's by the 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 rope and having him look kind of like guilty or like taken aback yeah you know yeah. no. by it is how we uh, kind of name these ones
0: yes um figuring out which peters this is can be a little bit tricky uh you're either going to be doing a uh, process of elimination uh just like i'll guess one peters and see if it confirms and then i'll guess the other um you can also uh look and see a- after a certain point um what is it sam's bunk like his, his hammock is taken down whereas nathaniel's is not yeah Uh, his 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 remains up so you can also tell like oh yeah a dead person probably they probably wouldn't want to use space for a dead man's bunk Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
2: um the worst Oingo bungo song (laughs) um chapter two is called a bitter cold yeah um this is when the ship is off the coast of spain um and this is when they have our respiratory illness uh, taking hold of the crew yeah probably from living among livestock you yeah, know, I think I sense. think it's
0: I think it's important that they butcher the butcher the cow here at this point. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is scary. We've got uh, we've got a memory here. We've got Syed, uh, one of the Indian seamen. He is coughing and choking in his bunk and his friends are, you know, sitting around him, um, you know, concerned. Right. As uh, his his identity mm-hmm. is uh, revealed in dialogue, helping you cross one of the Indians off the list.
2: Mm hmm. Um, this is the scene where the, uh, where they're taking the guy into the surgeon, uh, surgeon zone. We have the surgeon and the surgeon's mate. Yes. Um, kind of talking and we can, you can kind of tell the, uh, the master and commander, you know, this, you know, relationship between them. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of that kind of hierarchy stuff, figure out who is, whose mate yes um in this uh this is also where they're slaughtering the cow and charlie who's not a farm boy vomits. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. so that's very easy you're gonna um, be... and the butcher
0: yes you're gonna be coming back to this memory quite a bit actually uh because mm-hmm. this is where um you know as everybody is dying and most of the people are you know as these two people are dying and most people are alive a lot of people who are alive are sleeping in their bunks uh, this is where you're going to see um, the bunks out and you're going to see their tags and also their like shoes and stuff. So this mm-hmm. is like a reference memory for the part of this that is the logic grid.
2: Yes. Yeah. I was thinking, did you, uh, I didn't do this, but did uh, taking screenshots mm-hmm. would probably help this a lot of those like shoes and numbers? And I stuff? took,
0: um, I took pictures with my phone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I ended up trying to describe them and it it didn't end up uh working nearly yeah. as well
0: took pictures with my phone and where possible I would also just like do a little sketch of the uh mm-hmm. of the shoe like oh this one has you know distinct laces this one is like a white sandal this is one, this one's a loafer etc um mm-hmm. yeah so that <laughs> ended up being uh, a way to go just for any of these things man taking a picture I love having a cell phone um to take mm-hmm. to take reference shots like this.
2: Yeah, if you had a cell phone or if they had a cell phone in Oberden times, perhaps oh, yeah. this tragedy wouldn't have happened.
0: I know. And that's they that's could, what kills me. I could have saved them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had all the clues, yeah. Mr. Gamer Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, oh, man. Uh, this moves into uh, chapter three murder, uh, which happens off the coast of the Canary Islands. Uh, this is during the execution where Hok Xing Lao is executed yeah. uh, for the murder of Nunzio Pasqua. Right. Um, and the first murder in the sequence is the murder of Nunzio Pasqua, and we know that it's not Hoxing Lau. Yeah, um, we hear a disturbance where Nichols, the shithead, is mm-hmm. knocking out Hoxing Lau, who seems solid.
0: Yes, uh, Nichols. We can tell he's an officer because of the way that he's the way that he's dressed. Um. You know, and by process of elimination there, you know, there are some other officers that are not shitheads, like this one is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hox and Lau was guarding the was guarding the chest and is uh is, is, is murdered for his trouble. Uh and of course it's easy to, to identify all these people because of the uh you know because of the scene that comes a little bit later uh Nichols like mm-hmm. we said he enlists the help of the Chinese passenger uh who's uh the kind of the interpreter who gives a bad mm-hmm. uh confession the bum con- uh, the bum confession um yes. leading us to the firing squad the, I, I like the deduction um you know choosing you know okay I like who actually killed Hawk sangang Lao only one person's bullet hit so like following yeah. the uh the, the the smoke trail from the musket balls
2: uh it's real neat. everyone else is really shitty aim oh really bad like they had they purpose like it's very <laughs> close
0: oh well, i could see that like if i was in a firing squad and i didn't want to uh i, did, you I didn't go
2: for the gold <laughs> <laughs> i don't
0: know <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm i'm fine with firing guns but like shooting at somebody I, i'd probably uh yeah. you know think, think I the think the goal of, old, i think the goal of a fire firing... in
2: trouble whoever's putting you in this firing squad would not like that
0: <laughs> probably you know
2: like, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, oh,
0: um, man. I think
2: that, like, it's hard for me to imagine the situation in which like you get put on a firing squad but also it's going to be okay if you purposely miss <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I i think that like the purpose of the firing squad is like okay we're gonna put five people here we're probably gonna give like one person a blank uh well, and, yeah yeah, of yeah and, and 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 also and, and also like one of these five people taking the shot is probably going to be the person uh And there's like plausible deniability, so everybody is simultaneously they know that they could have killed them, but the blank lets them know that they that they didn't so all they you're hoping didn't. for so they can live is, is one life all in. you're hoping for is one person who uh who uh um, can commit to it,
2: yeah. I think that if I were in a firing squad, I would do the same thing I used to do uh, when we had a music class, uh-huh. and I didn't know the lyrics to singing, and I would just kind of open my mouth, yeah, along with everybody, and trust that the teacher wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So I would like hold the gun and I would go. <laughs> I
0: think they just... would notice if you went pow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody's gun <laughs> didn't Bing! fire, they just somebody just said pow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I was hoping you would fool them the same way you fooled mrs ring you have to fire the gun uh, you
0: just have to but also these are like these are muskets they're not going to fire super accurately so it could be like when bart yeah. tries uh tries aiming to the left when he's uh shooting sure. the bb gun but uh nelson yeah. congratulates him on uh, uh um oh gosh uh, compensating for the, for the shot yeah for the sights yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh but it was brennan yeah you get it
1: <laughs> um,
2: somebody, you know, when Miss Lim shouts out that he couldn't have done it, someone tells her to be quiet, as you long as you to do identify there. her. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing this in chronological order, I identified her during the, uh, yeah, the, during when the they calling. were on the calling. Yeah. yeah. Um, the person giving the, the signal is the gunner, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Wolf. He's like throwing his hand down, just tell yeah. to fire. Um, and then Nichols assembles the mutineers and takes out, uh, all but one of the Formosans hostage along mm-hmm. with the chest and takes off yes. in the rowboats.
0: Yeah, Uh, one of the top men tries to to stop him. Uh, I like the solve because, Mm -hmm. you know, as he is shot, uh, you can see this tattoo of a silhouette of a woman on his forearm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, you can tell, like, this is Timothy Boutamont. He uh, uh, just, you know, as you're looking at the bunks, one person just has their arm hanging out. And, ooh, here's the tattoo. So, like, one of Mm -hmm. the first people I made a note of once I started paying attention to the bunks. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And to their tats. Yeah. Uh, This brings us into chapter four, The Calling. Uh, This begins where the ship is on the other side of the Canary Islands. This is uh, following the mutineers. Yes. Um, So they're hostages when they're heading east towards Africa, and the mermaids uh, attack them.
0: Yes. Uh, The Formosan hostages are saying, like, you idiot, we are in horrible danger. Uh, the chest mm-hmm. is going to attract these monsters. Uh, the the, uh, the the interpreter that they have is not very good because he just mm-hmm. says something about, oh, there's something about the chest and the monsters. I don't know. Right as the mermaids. Maybe they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, these mermaids jump up and they immediately spear Lee Hong, the conspirator, the the, the translator. He's yeah. like, I don't know, something about a monster, something about a chest. I'm drawing a blank mm-hmm. here, boss.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It'd be like if I was having to translate it. Yeah. <laughs> um so Patrick O'Hagan uh is speared next. Um so he's addressed, you know, by name after he dies in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um it being swa uh uses one of the spears to cut his restraints mm-hmm. uh, here. and Boonlan Lim uh bleeds out Or, uh, Miss Lim, you know, bleeds out from having her throat slashed a little bit earlier.
0: Yeah. You have to like go, go backward, um, in the, uh, or, you know, follow the memories because she doesn't die immediately. It's, uh, it takes a little while, which sucks. Um, the idea of bleeding out.
2: It also, uh, accepts chokes. Oh, yeah. Oh. For this, because that's what it looked like to me rather than Mm. having her throat slit.
0: Yeah um so as she's bleeding out this is when it bangs yeah um uses the uh uh the chest to fire off the magic beams um and you have to put in i for, for me i put in burns it, it burned him because like his entire mm-hmm. arm was burned off like down to the bone which is again fucking grisly. the idea of looking at yeah. just your cooked bone
2: like wolverine
0: Ugh. but yeah. uh he dies calling out for her and uh nickels the coward uh he was in charge of everybody, but he mostly just hid while all of this happened, and he is over uh throwing bodies overboard
2: yeah trying to to, to push him off yes um we get to uh so uh, Alarkis, uh Nikishin uh and Alexei uh Taparov, um are pulled overboard by a mermaid mm-hmm. um so these are the conspirators who are Russian mm-hmm. um they bunk together and the, we see them playing cards. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have to put them together. Um, no. They don't get a lot of scenes, and they don't get a lot of dialogue.
0: No. In one of the chapter two scenes, like as one of the per, one of the uh, um, C-Men is dying from the from the disease, coughing. Like the first dialogue that you hear is somebody speaking in Russian. Stop. Stop cheating. Yeah. So you can yeah. kind of draw draw their nationality, and then play around with uh, the possibilities over there. Uh, the last survivor of this is Nichols, who decides, "All right, here's how I'm going to play this." Uh, let's take this back to the Obra Dinn. I've got some mermaids. Maybe they'll take me back because I come Well, buried. and the treasure.
2: Well, yeah. Like the He's treasure. like, I, I got, yeah, I got the shells. I've got the, the bureau. <laughs> yeah. I got this nice chest of drawers.
0: I've I've, I've killed the royals that we were uh, told to transport around the horn. Yeah. Okay. Around the cape, yeah. rather.
2: You're, you're transported by a manner of speaking. <laughs> yeah. um, but he gets shot uh, by the, the remaining uh, formosan royalty. Yes. By um, So th- Yeah yeah there are only four of those so we know which mm-hmm. one he is. Yeah. it's nice that he gets revenge because Nichols is a piece of shit,
0: of course uh, you know Nichols could not have gotten away from this. He should not have gotten away from this
2: and then they uh they make the mistake of taking the dead mermaids or mermaid people yeah. the live mermaids uh-huh. uh, onto the ship and
0: yeah. this is what
2: they should not have done.
0: Let's throw them in the lazarette. we got a little we got a little water down there in the ballast let's let's keep them there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we go. We make them
2: nice and happy they can splash, splash around
0: yeah yeah put put, put a leaf in there so it reminds them of home <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: mm-hmm. uh but the, chapter five unholy captives yes
0: referring to these mermaids uh and the awful fate that their presence is going to bring down on uh, on the crew uh they're a little bit southwest of the canary islands um, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's a panic on the ship as this, uh, chest and the shell is taken aboard. Uh, the first person to die is, uh, the last of these Hormos and Royals trying to explain to everybody. Uh, he is saying mm-hmm. in a language that nobody can understand, uh, that the shells must be protected. Kind of seems like he's saying, oh, we have to protect them. No, he means terrible things are going to be coming after them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah um they're being protected by monsters yes um there's a great little bit here whenever we see the shell it twinkles yeah and animated even in memories yes and there's one of those out in the water during present time
0: yeah at first i uh, thought d- that it was the uh just a reflection of the sun yeah uh, nope
2: <laughs> nope it's it's one of the shells out there What what a cool little like mm-hmm. you know dangling thread
0: yeah very good uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. the mermaid fires off some spikes, killing Tan. Uh, and also another uh, another crew member. This one is hard. Um, it kills Hamadou Diom. Um, he is the only crew member from Sierra Leone. Um, and the only crew member from Africa. Uh, because of the way that the uh um the the visual style is, his skin isn't noticeably darker than anybody else's. So, yeah. like identifying him as somebody who is you know from Africa kind of came down to um uh like basically had two remaining seamen and one of them had an english accent you never hear yeah. dion speak so i was like okay here's my guess based on that
2: it's very it's very tricky because if you're doing this kind of art this kind of cross-hatched mm-hmm. art you know doing different skin tones is obviously yeah pretty tricky um they do it yep with with winston smith yeah you know who uh the carpenter yeah um who, who is a person of color um with uh hamadao i don't know that name like right. i don't know that the kind of provenance of that name mm-hmm. and i didn't see any and it, like, i'm trying to sound like a bell curve like genesis i talking <laughs> about people's racial features or whatever yeah. in this. but i didn't i didn't notice i was like oh this guy has this kind of feature yeah yeah you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah so know. it just ended up being a little bit down to uh d- down to guesswork on that but you know, mm-hmm. like he, he's uh, Hamadou is holding uh, one of them hostage. Like he is holding on to Tan, trying to like restrain him from going to uh, release the mermaids. And he is uh, speared along with Tan for his trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but they start taking the, the the mermaids in the chest below decks. This is where Thomas Sefton, the the, the cook, makes his little crack about uh, frying up some mermaid meat and mm-hmm. uh, gets his throat slashed out. Uh, there's only one cook, so it's easy enough to uh, to guess um Mm -hmm. who he is yeah uh
2: because everybody starts freaking out at this point because these these mermaids aren't like in torpor state or whatever Mm -hmm. um they drop the stretcher which falls and breaks uh, seaman uh william Wason's neck against the barrel (laughs) yeah uh Um, this is fucking
0: uh grizzly like his head is
2: deformed as it's uh Mm -hmm. it's there you can plausibly
0: list either crushed by one of the people who uh who dropped it or you can just say he fell down the stairs Um, Mm -hmm. so that is good. Again, these little like fuzzy, uh, fuzzy areas, you can identify him because he was sitting in a bunk comforting, um, Syed as he was dying. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Um, after the accident, uh, the captain's steward, uh, Philip Dahl attacks John Naples, cutting off his leg. Um, you can find this out through dialogue. Yeah. Um, Dahl is named as the captain's mate as he's being carried off. Uh, and the person with the missing leg is John.
0: Yeah, he is uh, John. He's
2: not an officer.
0: There are, two, there are two Johns. One of them is an officer and the other one is not.
2: So. The other one is a gentleman. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Dahl just basically went nuts saying like, hey, uh, you know, we need to throw them back. Again, he uh, mm-hmm. he knew the score. Uh, within this memory, you can go over to the, uh, the Carpenters Workshop and see who the two Carpenters are. In a later memory, uh, one of them calls the other Boss uh the white mm-hmm. one calls uh the black one boss uh establishing their hierarchy also these are the only two americans on the ship so you can tell when they're speaking by their uh by their accent mm-hmm. yeah i absolutely. must have "like" of an accent and that would be a very um americentric thing to say actually mm-hmm. dodged <laughs> yeah dodged it <laughs> dodged it <and> um then <laughs> dodged it <and> then <laughs> put a bow on it so people could know mm-hmm. how conscientious no, i'm being aren't i a small guy
2: yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. certainly swell. Patreon.com slash duckfeed Um this moves us on to chapter six, uh Soldiers of the Sea, mm-hmm. which refers uh to crab men. <laughs> yep. Um this is right around the Canary Islands. Uh these crab spider uh drider men riding crabs mm-hmm. uh try to get their mermaids back. Yes. Uh try to prevent wife harm. <laughs>
0: um yeah and the trouble starts a storm rolls in implying that these uh that these sea creatures uh who are associated with the shell can control the uh control the weather uh we have a topman who gets struck by lightning uh this is that really dramatic reveal This is Huang Li up in the rigging. Uh, You can identify him by his distinctive black slippers uh, on a couple of Mm -hmm. uh, memories. Uh, Like you can see his body later on and get a a good view of uh, of this. Everybody who's up here is a top man. And the top men sleep in bunks separated by nationality. The bunks, many of them are numbered. Some of them are X's. um, And all of the Chinese top men specifically wear very distinctive shoes. Uh, This is when you're in the thick of the soup doing the logic grid.
2: Yes, this is the this is the hardest part of it for me. Yeah. Uh, top men also there's a glossary in the book which we forgot to mention. Yeah. Um, so you can know what a top man is. Yes. Uh, which is just somebody who works on the the deck of the ship. Yeah, up, up on um, the rigging. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so one of the uh, the crab riders pierces um, a top man on the deck. Hmm. Um, and this is where we get our name. We get our libretto stone. Like it's already <laughs> done. It's already done for Nick. Yes. So it's like okay, that must since it's a top man, that must be Topman Nicholas mm-hmm. uh, Butterill.
0: So that gives us a a loose end to start pulling as we go, um, eliminating some of the non-Chinese top men. Uh, The crab riders, again, going for the lazarette, break down to the gun deck. Uh, This is where the carpenter's mate, uh, Marcus Gibbs, rushes to stop them, um, saying, like, come Mm -hmm. on, boss, we got to go. The boss is like, no, no, man. Uh, And, of course, (laughs) Marcus is uh, spiked for his trouble.
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh, then a crab rider decapitates, uh, the surgeon's mate, James mm-hmm. Wallace. Uh, we identified him in an earlier scene, mm-hmm. uh, but this is where he dies. Um, and Zhe Zheng, uh, who we just kind of know by nationality and then the shoes and the bunk number. Cause yeah. this is bunk chapter.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, a lot of drama in this chapter. This is where, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Herstic throws a lantern at the crab rider to try mm-hmm. to fight them off.
0: Yes. We can and identify there. Charles cause he's the, uh, the guy who didn't grow up on the farm. He's the one who mm-hmm. vomited after they, after they cut the, cut the cow's throat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the body that was impaled on the crab rider and on fire. So, uh, for his bravery of throwing the lantern, he himself was, uh, was set alight.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the butcher who we previously, uh, identified, mm-hmm. uh, here is pinned to the wall. Uh, that's where we get to see him die. Um, <laughs> uh, Dr. Evans is trying to help him. I love the pose that he's in. Uh huh. Like he's taking a load off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, if i had spikes holding me up i'd probably relax as well
0: oh yeah no just ah oh, man you know so my, my my dogs are mm. barking
2: so <laughs> yeah, jesus said
0: <laughs> oh fuck
2: like spiked by
0: yeah for an enemy. <laughs> spiked by Romans. <laughs> 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 well technically my pilot was probably
2: <laughs> yeah it was uh, true well, Ugh. it accepts both answers. You get an achievement for yeah, yeah, for saying it was pilot. Blame on Pontius Pilate. Yeah, pilot. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, that was a good, good joke construct we just came up with. Yeah. This, is, this is a this is a lively episode. It this is. is we're, we're doing
0: good. games it's, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah not see. to
2: not to pat ourselves too far too much on the back, but I like that we I like that we did. The- we did that People.
0: go first for captain crunch and then we moved on yeah. logically to jesus, <laughs> to jesus.
2: <laughs> the logic grid <laughs> contains both yeah captain crunch and captain christian yeah <laughs> Or christian crunch mm. um yeah you know.
0: so uh, uh the, the butcher has a really distinctive face there's something about mm-hmm. his eyes or something like he always looks like he's about ready to cry um yeah <laughs> embarrassingly Toby it,
2: from the office or something
0: yeah yeah big Toby energy um I didn't identify him as the butcher um a because of his cartoon butcher uh garb or b because he was the one who was slitting the throat I just I saw him standing next to the cages of animals that they were gonna butcher for food and mm-hmm. I was like oh he's probably gonna kill them yeah okay yeah <laughs> all right and he does yeah and yeah. also i love that dr evans is attempting to comfort him saying oh you'll be fine it's like
2: dude yeah, it's like going to sleep yeah <laughs> he's, uh, like
0: <laughs> he's, he's 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 pinned to the wall so like so thoroughly that like he's lifted yeah. off the ground like there's a lot there's velocity implied in, in this like it looks it looks like uh uh gordon freeman came through with this crossbow dude
2: <laughs> yeah the, the, this guy being spiked is not great no um so this is also where uh, the scene where the crew member was crawling in the port walk yes. in the little behind area and got shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know He was hiding because the bosun's mate, Charles Minor, tried to shoot a crab rider and missed.
0: Yeah, uh, um, it's it's tough because when you are in the memory of uh, this uh, the spied crew member who was trying to hide, you can't get out and like get a good look at who was hiding. So you have to like go to some of the earlier and later memories and see who was holding a musket. Um, mm-hmm. In the, in those scenes, you know, what, what, what would have, you know, fired fast enough to break through, uh, which yeah. is good. The identity of the person who is hiding is, is a little bit hard for it, w- it was hard for me. Uh, this is Assumgi mm-hmm. Sathi, who is the ship steward. Uh, he's not addressed in any um, in any of the dialogue. Uh, you have to. Uh, this is where I notice, like, oh, the stewards are all dressed alike. He is the only person who is wearing that, who also has darker skin, and also because of his name, uh, we could say, okay, he's he's the he's the steward from India.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes. And this is one of the last ones I got. Yeah. Uh, okay. As well. And um, the last person to die to these crab riders is uh, Winston Smith, our weird carpenter, mm-hmm. uh, who's speared, but he uses his hand mortar to kill the crab rider. Yes. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a champ. <laughs> um this brings us to chapter seven the doom which is the kraken attack mm-hmm. um this is on the way back to in england they're like well there one monster was just right but two monsters <laughs> well no we're going back
0: we, no um <laughs> this is not our day let's
2: yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll just try
0: again later yeah uh but they're uh they're they're southeast southeast of the azores when the uh when when the huge squid attacks um, this is not the first thing that happens. we have uh some crab so we have some crew crew members who got spooked uh by mm-hmm. the crab riders so like hey, this is pretty bad. uh this is a little mini mutiny uh this is where mm-hmm. Larsland is shot by one of the mutineers uh you can identify mm-hmm. for dropping uh, a
2: rope on his brother,
0: yeah, yeah, you can identify him okay, he is danish uh the the the, the shooter this is the guy who was holding the grudge. Uh, saying, hey, you killed my brother, and this is where you can do the guess between if he's either Sam or Nathan Peters.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, the two other men who are on the boat who leave are uh, the purser, Duncan McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, he has ledgers, uh, and earlier he was hiding in the purser's office. Uh, this it's, is the
0: it's hilarious because he's holding so many letters. it's like that meme image of, like, how do I carry limes? I don't know. You know this,
2: <laughs> yeah, Or, uh, you know, twisted out of my mind, buying a bunch of swords. <laughs> 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 um and then uh alexander booth uh who is a seaman um who has an english accent um and we can tell it that's how we can tell him from the person from sierra leone
0: mm-hmm. um, that he is not yeah. the person from sierra leone yeah
2: yes yeah yeah, yeah. and tell him from that mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh so this is where the artist got squeezed to death taking a shit
2: mm-hmm. As um, happens yeah
0: you know Just yeah it's what you do go shit in the ocean sometimes the ocean shits back
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on the gun deck, this is where the kraken uh, grabs the cannon and shoots somebody, uh-huh. uh, smashes uh, Abraham Akbar to death, mm-hmm. uh, and we can find him because he's sitting on a hammock uh, with the uh, Indians mm-hmm. um, in the second chapter. Um, but the tag has an axe, so that's how we can kind of tell uh, that guy died mm-hmm. eventually, um, and because he's with them. Yeah. Um, and then the cannon that fires him also blows apart uh, the gunner
0: yeah um there's nothing yeah. left of them it's it sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh point blank cannon hmm
0: yeah. and uh uh one of the people like who was with him is actually uh shown as uh as as missing. He was actually blown out the window. His body isn't present.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it sucks. Um, yeah. uh yeah. this knocked a cannon loose, which uh crushed the third mate steward um this is roderick anderson you can tell he's a steward because of the way he's dressed you can tell that he's associated with the third mate because of one of the memories earlier like it's unrelated there's no dialogue to it no attention is called but you see him walking alongside the third mate holding a plate so
2: yeah yeah he's he's his plate carrier yeah um up top during this uh the midshipman peter uh milroy was carrying this cartridge uh back this uh, cannon cartridge when he's grabbed by the Kraken. Uh, kraken mm-hmm. and lifted up and Thomas Link attempted to pull him back, but he detonated to try to kill sacrifice himself and kill the uh the Kraken.
0: Yeah. Uh we can identify that it was Peter who blew up because of a later scene. Um Thomas uh is you know talking about like saying like hey tell tell his mom that I tried to pull him back kind of thing. So like they were they were friends and he feels guilty. They didn't yeah. save his buddy. Uh you can look off the ship in this scene and see that uh one of the top men, Omid Ghoul, is uh falling into the sea uh you can tell um who he is uh you can tell that he is persian because of his head wrap and mm-hmm. also he is carrying a really distinctive scimitar that is uh right next to his numbered bunk so
2: mm-hmm. yeah, anybody when you look at a good you know this is too late for me let's see but a, a good <laughs> method uh for this is looking at the illustration and anyone who's unique yes will be pretty easy to identify yeah you know uh so that includes this guy and the next guy uh maba um, the topman who the kraken rips in half. Mm-hmm. We talked about him earlier. Yeah. Um. He's uh. So he's got these these tattoos. Um. And the you know the idea here is that you know these tattoos are the tattoos that people might have from Papua New Guinea. Yeah.
1: Um.
2: I don't know the tattoos. Yeah. From Papua uh, New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um. I just chose, I just knew there was one crewman from Papua New Guinea mm-hmm. and tried it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it worked. But I wasn't like, that's what those tattoos look like. Like, that's not something I know.
0: Yeah. You no, know? I just, it, it was also a guess for me. Like, I've got no idea what the tribal tattoos are there. But I was like, okay, we've got a Pacific Islander on here. So maybe that will be the person with the distinctive tribal tattoos.
2: Apparently, yeah. like, I, other people had talked about how the tattoos look um Celtic. Oh, and yeah. And that's like misleading. Yeah. Um, I he also doesn't I know anything. Yeah, that, but...
0: And the art oh. style—he doesn't appear to be uh, uh, from a, from a Pacific island, mm-hmm. um, you know, appearance-wise, phenotype. Let's say, yeah,
2: um, yeah. yeah. Uh, difficult to talk about, but we know, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know what's
0: up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also it's kind of easy to uh, mistake him for being French because, like, a little bit later, like right after this, the bosun is asking, like, "Hey, what happened to my Frenchman? What happened to my you know to my mate?" Um, and somebody says, "Oh, he was torn apart." Uh, Maba is the only person who was uh, who was torn apart that we see. Uh, no, the person that he's talking about actually dies off 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 screen. Uh, he's somebody who's yes. pulled away.
2: Little uh, red herring. Yeah you know, uh, very specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the middle of the attack, the captain's wife, Abigail Hoskett, Witterall, runs out and uh, looking for her husband and gets brained. Yep. Uh, which we talk about. Uh, I talked about, uh, talked about earlier when she's uh, talking to the third mate, uh, Martin Perrot, a mass falls and smashes in the head. Yeah. Um, there are only four women on the ship. Right. Um, and there are two other women and you can identify them because one of them is miss. Right. So that means, uh, the, you know, she has a ring.
0: No, she doesn't have a ring. she, or she doesn't miss. have a ring. Sorry, yeah.
2: I always get Miss and Misses mixed up. Yeah, I know that it's kind of a, a bullshit distinction. It, <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it's really out of fashion.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that's
2: the kind of thing that would be like make you a superhero in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> to know this, and now it doesn't like doesn't matter at all. Yeah, but like taking that back to like the sixteen hundreds would be like showing a lighter to a caveman, <laughs> and, and, and now it like doesn't matter whatsoever. Right. Like, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it shows that she's not married. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the younger one uh, who doesn't have a ring is Miss Jane Bird. The older one must be Emily Jackson, who's a straight up badass. uh, we see Mm -hmm. a little bit later on. Uh, There are lots of people who disappear in this memory. You just kind of have to look around in the periphery, oftentimes Mm -hmm. because there is no direct memory associated with them. Like it's not like, okay, you're looking at their body um you just have to like notice that like oh this person's airborne over here or this person is uh like you know like like charles minor the bosun's mate like he is holding on pretty tight to uh to a spear that's embedded in one of the tentacles yeah he was probably torn overboard
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh this is where a lot of people are torn overboard yeah uh chapter eight is presented as this huge mystery like yes. you, you just get a little note and like the surgeon, the guy who you know, sent this to you, is, or not surgeon, you know, the, the your benefactor, the surgeon yeah, guy, yeah. Uh, the, uh, is very coy about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this chapter will remain mine until you figure it out, <laughs> uh, which is very strange. Yeah. And then once we find it, I found it pretty profoundly disappointing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we'll cover it in the sequence the game gives you. Yes. But I, I just want to note that, like, having this hovering over me during the entire playthrough, I expected a lot yeah. uh, from this and did not get it. Uh, Chapter 8. So, chapter 8 bummed me out quite a bit.
0: Yeah. But we do get to chapter 9, which is really good uh mm-hmm. the crew is dwindling uh we are uh just east of the azores again heading back to uh heading back to england uh the crew starts a mutiny and the captain is mm-hmm. uh arranging for uh basically the women and children to escape like not exactly children there are no like real kids aboard but like there are some like pretty like people who are dressed as boy on uh, the dialogue cool teens.
2: yeah cool teens <laughs> yeah there's some cool teens children and cool <laughs> Women and cool teens first. Okay, okay. Children and cool teens first. Gonna need, I'm going to need everybody in <laughs> no the crew, women. all hands on
0: deck, sort yourselves by coolest
2: and teenest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, at the bow of the uh, the, the gun deck, uh, uh-huh. Bosun Alfred uh, Kleestel, uh dies because of this missing arm. Mm-hmm. And earlier we saw his arm wrapped up by a tentacle.
0: Yep. So, hey, he was probably ripped apart by a beast. Cool. Um he's up there. Uh he's not dying immediately. We hear him talking with uh with the mates, saying like, okay, the storm ended really abruptly. Uh the captain is taking uh taking credit for it, saying he chased off the storm and as the bosun is dying, he says, A curse like that does not lift for nothing. Uh yeah. so they're trying to like come to terms with the supernatural stuff that is happening, and also uh what's the captain's role in this, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, five people are getting ready to shove off in the, the lifeboat. So this is the surgeon, uh, Henry Evans, uh, who is the person, uh, who gives us our box. Um, he's got the box. Mm-hmm. Also earlier, he had a monkey with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a load bearing monkey. Um, <laughs> Emily Jackson, Jane Bird, uh, fourth mate, Stewart, Davy James, mm-hmm. uh, who is the last of the stewards and is young and first mate, steward uh, Paul Moss. And he's called out, yes. um, as he's shot by Leonid Volkov right uh one of the conspirator guys who's trying to stop them or not conspirator but trying to stop them he's the last remaining he was Russian. On the first. yeah yeah
0: He's yeah. like no, hey this is bullshit why why did they get to uh, leave um and we're left behind uh that attitude is quickly corrected by emily jackson who straight up shoots volkov with a musket mm-hmm. as he's trying to, yep. as he's trying to go so fun uh, mm-hmm. they get away and you know they're listed as disappeared you can say hey they're alive and this was tough because it gives you uh, like a list of pro- probable places they could have gone i guessed africa because it was closest uh and the azores yeah. were not listed as a possibility but like going all the way back like looking at the uh um basically the from like okay the like the address on the on the uh package that was sent to you oh uh evans was in morocco so they, yeah. like, they're alive and they're in, uh, they're in Africa.
2: Yeah. That, that took me a long time to, yeah. uh, to figure out like kind of embarrassingly long. And I also was like, why do I think they're in the same place? Yeah. It's, like, been, it's been five four years. years yeah. You know? so, yeah. It's been five years. Like, but, uh, it's just, they're like last known. Yes. You know? So uh, eventually I got that, but that also took me an embarrassingly large it, Like it felt like time. a
0: clue that was outside of the box a little bit.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. looking at the the back of the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the gun deck, uh, after the death of this this bosun, uh, the gunner's mate, Olus, uh, who has this thick Slavic accent, announces he's going to mutiny. Uh, he wants mm-hmm. to take the mermaids and the shells. He wants to sell them because otherwise the captain is going to get them killed. Right. Uh, this is that mutiny we saw in the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and our midshipman, Thomas, uh, the person who tried to save Peter, he overhears mm-hmm. this and, like a little snitch, he yells, Mutiny, mutiny.
2: Yeah. You should just go up and be like, Hey, Captain, there's mutiny. And <laughs> <You're not> just, <laughs> just scream it. Yeah. Like, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's very weird. <laughs> <Doesn't, laughs> the
0: thing about sneers is uh, they're yeah. not necessarily terribly afraid of killing somebody on a boat it's kind no. of the thing that they do Mut- it's a big part of mutiny <laughs> yeah you know, it's one of the, the main, main things you, you want to be yeah. made an example of
2: <laughs> yeah uh so yeah he gets uh you know uh he's waiter uh you know the the guy olas uh waiter uh stabs Linky in the back and the fourth mate john davies and the last officer shoots waiter in the face yep
0: uh, just a, just a, just a big old blast from the, uh, from the chin up, uh, taking his, mm-hmm. uh, taking his face off. Um, yeah. Uh, John Davies was like, hey, well, why did you stab that person in the back <laughs> in the back? We had this under control. You escalated it. Um, mm-hmm. so in a, in a horrible misunderstanding, Brennan, who would have been amenable to this, uh, uh, goes go, goes below decks having heard the struggle alongside uh, first mate hosket uh Brennan says you know, sees uh john <laughs> John Davies having just shot this other person uh and says well what's all this and kills kills Davies with a club thinking that uh Davies killed him in, in cold blood so yeah. gets uh Which after he, everything gets, they've been
2: through that yeah that's it's probably sense.
0: probably a reasonable conclusion. <laughs> Uh but uh, yeah, Davies gets his uh gets his head head uh, uh bashed in, and that's another mm-hmm. one of the officers down.
2: Yeah. Uh and Linky crawls to his bunk to die. Uh Hoskett is there, um, which is when uh you know he, he talks about how he tried to rescue Peter, you know, tell his mom that he tried to pull him in. Um and Hoskett calls out Brennan's name, which is how's how we get that name. Yeah, calls uh moving us into chapter 10.
0: Yep. Chapter 10. Uh this is basically right after chapter nine. Uh, the captain, knowing the mutiny is about, holds himself up in his quarters uh, to pre- protect himself from the mutineers. And this is the first scene that we saw when we uh, arrived at the ship.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes off his shirt. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to so, kill a bunch of
0: people in my bedroom, I'm going to be shirtless. Yep.
2: Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, I read a thing uh, online, people were guessing about this, is that uh, when people would do duels back in the day, they would take off their shirt because a wound would go septic if a bullet pushed cloth into it.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Um, so, Maybe? like, taking
2: off your shirt was really common for situations which you thought you might get shot. Huh. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like the old... I imagine, like, just like the old joke, he also put on his brown pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and that must be why Randy takes off his pants in Trailer Park Boys when he goes to fight, because he's always shirtless. It's,
2: yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to get septic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the first mate, Hoskett, demands the captain opens his door, and the captain shoots him. Uh, of this right in the beginning yeah you know and we we learned uh i learned this from him talking to abigail
0: yes i killed oh, you i, I killed know. abigail's brother i you know I, I killed my brother-in-law and i also killed my best friend this yep. is awful um yep. and you know in his fury he also uh uh clubs brennan to death and slashes uh the one remaining guy uh topman lewis mm-hmm. walker Basically, again, process of elimination. He's one of the only remaining uh, English topmen.
2: Um, and then he uh, he kills himself. Yeah, tragically. He apologizes everyone's... to his deceived wife's body. Yeah. I uh, killed my best friend, her brother. Sorry. Uh, this has been a really, really crappy three-hour <laughs> tour. Like, I'm... So you had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been a rough uh, 2020, the boat. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he decides to uh, to murder himself, and we get a little message like, "Good job, we've solved all the fates you can mm-hmm. head on home." When you go there, you go to the rowboat, and we get a little one-week-later card uh, where we get our insurance assessment. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like our little credits. Um, you know, this is where we've made our impact on the world or what have you. mm mm-hmm. uh,
0: You get to see all of the claims and fines assessed to each person on the boat, depending on what they did. So, like, people are, um, you know, awarded money, uh, or their estates are <laughs> awarded money for uh, for bravery. Uh, or they're fined because uh, they're were they a filthy murderer. Uh, one of the first things that you see, because the crew is uh, presented by crew number and the captain is obviously number one, uh, the captain's estate was forfeited to the crown because at this time, suicide is a crime.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That is sad.
0: Yeah. And um, you just get a sense of how cheap life is. You know, yeah. it's sad for the captain because ultimately we're, you know, we're going to find out he, he ended up being, you know, a good guy. He's not the monster he was portrayed as in some of the scenes. Um, but yeah, like you find out that just, okay, this, this person from India died. Uh, I don't know, 15 mm-hmm. pounds, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just ballpark in here. Yeah.
0: Go um, buy, go buy a value meal. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Memorial value meal. um, so after we get this, uh, you know, the pocket, we get to keep the pocket watch mm-hmm. and we send the book off to Henry Evans. Uh, then a year later, we get a package, at um, an unusually late hour um, and a smelly box. And this is from Jane Bird, one of the women who escaped. Yeah. Uh, depending on which ending you got, she says like, you know, Evans either passed away very disappointed and died because you were shitty <laughs> or was very happy uh, and wanted you to have the means to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a very weird semiotic swerve. Uh-huh. Uh huh. to this because by this point I did not feel because it never actually gets totally answered. Right. Like now I know, you know, that the, we don't actually get to know the cosmology of the shells. Right. Right. Like we right. don't, we don't know what those do. We don't know the mechanics of those, you know, the m- mechanics of the mermaid or whatever. I was still thinking because of the bargain, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, there's a fucking monkey's paw. Yeah. In this thing. Somebody, You know, made a horrible wish. What was the second edition genie wish that resulted in this? Yeah, I know, right? I was so fucking excited. Uh Uh-huh. And a monkey's paw has very specific semiotic value.
0: There's a a meaning. It is a shorthand for a very particular kind of story. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But no, it's just, I mean, and I was trying to, like, do you have any insight on this? Like, I was trying to think of, like, oh, what is the theming? You know, because like a monkey's paw is you make a wish and you don't like what you got. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened when they went, you know, uh, when the the second mate went off to go take the treasure. But that's just somebody being punished for being a shit. That's not like them making a well-intentioned wish. Yeah. And getting fucked by it. You know, um, so
0: I think it goes back to like what was the purpose of the uh, of the journey? I mean, obviously they were trying to get people around around the cape, right? This was supposed yeah. to. You know, they were taking the Formosan royalty home. For some reason, this chest and these shells were already aboard, right? Why did the Formosans have them? Um, <laughs> what did Nichols know? Uh, when he attempted to go away with them what would he have gotten out of having this aside from being able to sell them right
2: i think just selling them like when any of the dialogue and stuff he has it doesn't sound like he knows people are constantly asking what the things are yes and what they'll do and like that is a a major point of contention so like Mm -hmm. i don't think he knew that it had superpowers or whatever right um you know he seemed as shocked as everybody else when it Bursts like magical fire and kills mermaids. Right. <laughs> um, you know? So just the idea that this was a monkey's paw, I found that, like, I've never, f- it, I was going to say never, and that's always a yeah, big statement. Yeah. This is a note for, like, a game that I really liked, mm-hmm. uh, and I admire, like, I max out my admiration meter. Yes. Finding it, going to this chapter, chapter eight, was such a fucking letdown for me. It, like, yeah. The, the, the
0: only was, closure oh, that cool it gives cool wish you. was in
2: play. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, man. I love that, and not uh, the case. No, nope.
0: the 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 only closure that you get is for the captain's story. You know, to like under, yeah. you know, like I, I mean, what he does. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what he does, but the but 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 the bargain here is, you know, for the mermaid's freedom. I need you to get this ship home so the story can be told, basically. Yeah, is is what yeah. it is. So we can get so we can have some closure associated with this, and well,
2: and calling off the kraken
0: yeah calling off the kraken. you know sure yeah <laughs> yeah
2: you know so but i, I wasn't i wasn't saying they're being like god i hope they explain how the kraken left yeah you know i it just wasn't like the tantalizing mystery that i i wanted it to be it would be like a tv tropes thing of like head scratchers yeah you know yeah. like they could finish this and be like why did the kraken leave and then people could mm-hmm. come up with plausible explanations like oh they fought it off we saw it yeah you know like they said it, it's tentacle on fire it decided to leave because its tentacle was on fire mm-hmm. you know it, ga- it got foot pain and left uh, the you know, but instead, like we just get this whole chapter basically dedicated to it yes. and why the Oberdin came back, mm-hmm. uh, which is also kind of a mystery. But I, I just, I, I really wanted this to be I, like blow the whole thing wide open.
0: Yeah, well, th- it's not really a mystery why it came back. The fact that we can see the uh, the shine of the shell off in the distance, the mermaids yeah, carry yeah. it back. Yeah, and they're yeah, and they're, and they're yeah. watching you when you leave. The Oberdin sinks like they scuttle it.
2: yeah the the mystery is why they did it and it's because they were asked like they were ransomed to do it yeah so this ended up bumming me out a lot and i really wish this wasn't the monkey's paw
0: yeah
3: this
2: could have been a tail Mm -hmm. this could have been its head
0: yeah it could have been any part of the monkey really yeah yeah, yeah.
2: You, can use every, you can use any part of it yeah
0: it's, um it's a very specific choice and you're saying something very <laughs> dab by wearing that hat you're making a strong statement about your <laughs> about your relationship to the rastafarians
2: <laughs> uh, well i've been safarian since before you were born <laughs> yeah. uh, so we we go into the monkey's death um which takes us to the lazarette this like locked door we have not been able to get into yes um evan shoots the monkey and he does this on purpose. Like mm-hmm. Evans, who owns the stopwatch, knows how it works. He knows if he kills a monkey here and and keeps a piece of it, he'll be able to revisit this.
0: Yes, to go into this memory. Uh, and, you know, you're still filling out the catalog as you're here. The monkey is listed as, <laughs> or this fate is, a friendly but not entirely pleasant monkey companion was sacrificed mm-hmm. in pursuit of knowledge. <laughs> friendly yep. but not entirely pleasant.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Yep. There were two bodies uh inside this lazarette. Uh Philip Dahl, the captain's steward who went crazy and chopped off someone's leg, and the third mate, uh Martin Parrott, who uh was spiked.
0: Yes. Uh so they uh they we're going to see how he got spiked here, but this is the the he's the one mate who just kind of disappeared. He was never accounted for and also like it didn't show that he was uh, you know, disappeared in any of the chapters. This is where he ended up. Um in this memory, um Martin gets into the Lazarette um and uh he gives one of the captive mermaids the third and final shell here. Um we actually yeah. see we actually see this here uh in the memory. Uh it is animated when nothing else is uh, animated. Uh in the struggle to free it, as he's saying like, hey, take this and go home, um the uh, uh mermaid spikes him.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so he dies uh. for attempting his good deed.
2: Yep. And he the bargain he makes is like I'm gonna give you this but make sure that see the ship home. Yes, um, the memory also contains the corpse of one of the mermaids, um, mm-hmm. where we see the captain uh, spearing one of them and demanding they withdraw uh, the kraken. Mm-hmm. You know, and it looks pretty badass. Yeah, like him just you know it's going a of, threatening it's, the
0: crew. Yeah, no, he's 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 going after it like it's the uh, the fax machine from Office Space.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know he does the first one and then he does the second one. Like, mm-hmm. listen, leave, make this kraken leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final memory, uh, the body of Dahl. Um, after he's locked in the lazarette uh here um he uh since he had gone crazy mm-hmm. um he opens the chest which is down there and sees that there's quicksilver inside yes um, the magic light uh burns him because it was quicksilver I said poison mm-hmm. and that was considered correct oh okay um huh. yeah yeah so yeah. um and that's the uh, that's the final one that you do Mm-hmm. and then the game ends
0: yeah uh if you're playing it on pc some of the gravity of what you just saw will be deflated when the achievement pops up that says obra done
2: mm-hmm. yeah Yep. The, uh, <laughs> i know
0: i harp on that when it when it happens but man it keeps on happening
2: <laughs> yeah uh, achievements <laughs> It will never stop nope um yeah and that's uh that's the return of the obra Den. love it um
0: yeah. you know those, uh, it, it is.
2: It is a game. Like when it's at its best, I think this is you know among, you know top tier greats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, continue, You know it, it contains multitudes, lots of different kinds of puzzles, and that's not going to work for not going to work for everybody. Uh, I, I hesitate to like say you know to say that this is you know to to, to attribute this game's triumph to the fact that there is nothing really like it. You know, like you mm-hmm. have to look pretty far afield to find something that is really akin to this. Right. You know, just something that is a mystery that involves you in this particular way. That's like an appeal to novelty. And just because something is unique doesn't mean it is always going to be, you know, good and fun. This is an mm-hmm. excellent combination of unique uh, in a concept and just masterfully executed. You know, like yeah. there's just a, it it is really, really well put together. There are choices that I don't agree with, you know, chapter eight, the bargain, what have you. But like yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say it's hard to it's impossible to lend any of that to like incompetence. It's just a different choice, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: There there there, there are definitely things I wouldn't do, mm-hmm. you know, uh in this. Um I am also like slightly cooler on the the hammock chapter like where it's like we'll just show people yeah in the place where they're labeled like that felt a little bit less fun to me and a function of just having like the sheer volume
3: yeah of corpses
2: we have to deal with (laughs) um and it and it it ended up like feeling being a weird game where like i think like it does more than max out the neat meter the novelty meter Mm -hmm. like i was thinking about this in comparison to the closest games we've played to it on the show which would be like on the far end of the non-mystery section there'd be like la noir yeah and then you know a continuum to uh papers please which isn't a mystery but it is about like deduction in a way like yeah you know this person yeah. can't be from here you're you trying
0: know? to reconcile a lot of information based on the clues that are given to you in a, in a short amount of time
2: yeah and i and then uh you know, and then obviously HypnoSpace. Yes. Um, and I think that the the more free form and kind of greater variety of HypnoSpace is a little bit more appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like you're still doing these kind of clues by finding these things, but they're just hidden in a much more complicated,
0: yeah, kind of
2: like matrix, like you know, and with a lot more like flavor fluff. Yeah, and,
0: and it's it's important to say that like theme uh, accounts for a lot too.
2: And that yeah like
0: the presentation yeah. and just you know the, the the ideas that you're playing with and kind of just the space that you're playing with in hypnospace is very very pronounced um and yeah. kind of has its own intrinsic appeal that maybe you know a story of a weird adventure at sea might not you know yeah yeah
2: and, and it ended up it's it, not just that but it's also the fact that there was not um You know, I wish that this, uh, this is going to sound like a parody of myself, but I wish this kind of broke my heart. Yeah. You know, I, I I wish this was sad. Yeah. Like if this felt like a tragedy to me, instead of this comical, like pile of corpses, (laughs) I think I would have come away from this with a different feeling. Yeah. You know, as is, I'm like, man, that was a neat fucking game, but Uh it ended up actually feeling like one of the most gamey things that we've ever done. Like it's, it's like a pure game. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's kind of, like, pen and paper or tabletop uh, kind of feel to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It came through,
2: like, a lot. And yeah. It's it, not it, a bad thing at all. It, it just, like, was, you know, it didn't marry narrative and gameplay the way that my favorite games do.
0: Yes. In this. Yeah.
2: And this, it sounds like I'm, i am you know, damning it with faint praise. It's just the things that hold it back from being, like, absolutely S-rank for me. mm mm-hmm. Like I still really, really like this. I really like that we did it. Mm-hmm. I think this owns.
0: Yeah, I wish that this game made me feel worse too.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I totally do. I mean, I don't know if you're being jokey, but no, no,
0: I'm not. Know, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, we, we, yeah. we, we we talk about that being a real value. Like, you know, yeah. it just uh, in, in, instead instead the you know the emotion, you know, the it, when my emotions were affected in this, it was primarily triumph and feeling very smart because the game yeah. created situations for me, for me to feel smart, you know? It's
2: like they say, you know? It was like the, the brain side of the feeling of like beating a boss in Titan souls or something. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and that, that is an emotion, but it's not a very profound emotion. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I always think, I think like a lot of times to, um, uh, Robert Ashley had a, a quote at some point where he's talking mm-hmm. about video games. I don't know how much I stand by this universally, but I just think about it a lot yeah. where he said, uh, smart is better than funny sad is better than smart
1: yeah and i think about
2: that a lot like mm-hmm. when you know trying to make something like i love comedy i love smart things and i love tragedy but like in terms of rarity and value
0: Yeah, of and those also things, like you know tra- tragedy can turn into comedy in a in, in a bad way like tragedy sure. gone wrong is comedy but like yeah. comedy gone wrong is not really tragedy
2: yeah it's just yeah. horrible yeah you know um yeah, so I was just thinking about wanting a little bit more of that energy mm-hmm. and it being like near perfect with that.
0: Yes. You know, but yeah. it,
2: it, is, it is so admirable and it's so fucking neat and it looks incredible and the soundtrack is something all of a sudden, like has now entered the Pantheon. Yeah. You know, uh, very, very cool game.
0: Yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, David.
2: Will Grand Theft Auto vice city have the same kind of intellectual rigor <laughs> stay tuned this we'll month to, to find out <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh if you have anything to say about the return of the Oberdin,
3: mm-hmm. hit us
2: up at duckfeed.tv slash contact uh or if you have anything to say about the rest of january's games which are enter the gungeon and gta vice city
0: yeah uh, the deadline for that is January 15th. Uh, the deadline for February's games is February 15th. Uh, February's games are, uh, let me see if I can remember them. We have Monster Train. We have mm-hmm. The Outer Wilds. Or wait, no, we mm-hmm. have we have Monster Train. We have The Last of Us. And then the premium episode for that month is The Outer Wilds.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, spicy month. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the Outer Wilds is not that different from this.
0: In uh, yeah, I am really, really, I'm horny for
2: it, man. <laughs> I'm excited. Like I, I, uh, this kind of uh, feeling, but with like time loops mm-hmm. and stuff is interesting to me. Yes. Um, And that game is also really, really uh, well-renowned. Yeah. Um. Happy New Year. Happy New everybody. Year.
0: Yeah. This yeah. Uh, on We're... early release, this comes out on New Year's Eve. So uh, mm-hmm. please everybody be safe, whatever you decide to do.
2: Yeah, which is probably nothing. Yeah. Like, this is the, the year where the, the country celebrates like meat. Yeah. <laughs> like, stay up until 11. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, and a, a very cozy new year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate uh, David for sponsoring this episode. mm mm-hmm. uh, Specifically. And uh, we really appreciate everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv.
0: Yep. Uh, You know, if sponsoring an episode and picking the game is too spicy for you you get extra content um you know at around like five dollars it's a it's a good value you get all of our premium episodes including this month's uh premium episode which will be uh uh, grand theft auto by city
2: yeah um and all the old ones as Mm -hmm. well all the Mm -hmm. previous episodes so uh yeah we appreciate you uh until next time what should they watch out for
0: uh they said what they should watch out for a life where you don't play over by which i mean watch out for this game to go on sale maybe uh play play this game it's good i like it
2: mm-hmm. watch out and kraken's
0: yeah spot kraken's for sure